Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the games out of the best league in the state. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Siena Heights University, The Student Connection, and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Now, let's send it to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast booth for the call of the game. Here are Jeremy Otto and Sean Belegian. Welcome, everyone, to Bishop Foley High School in Madison Heights, Michigan. Jeremy Otto alongside Sean Belegian to bring you the call here tonight. It's the home Bishop Foley Ventures and the visiting Cabrini Monarchs here tonight. Getting a little chilly as we head more and more towards the heart of fall here, Sean. Love it. I mean, where else would you rather be? This is a great venue. Jeremy, you and I have uh, been fortunate to do some games here in the past a a few times, and this is a really good Bishop Foley team as well. Uh, Coach Barnes has uh, been getting it done. You you could see, Jeremy, kind of building to a crescendo, you know, building up in the process. So this will be a good test uh, with Cabrini in here tonight. It's an interesting look for Bishop Foley this year because obviously they lost a lot of their skill guys last year. Their quarterback who's playing college baseball at Kalamazoo, you know, some of their guys outside of their leading running back, a guy, you know, who is an All-American going forward as well in Kendall Taylor. But this is a group that's been in waiting in a sense. They're young again. It seems like they're young quite often, but maybe this is the crop that really takes them to the next level. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, when you were looking at the rosters earlier today, I'm sure you got the exact same feeling that I did. He's still here? <laughs> you know, it was kind of that thing because, as you mentioned, these are some names that we've seen on there. But you know what? I mean, to me, that's the test of, of what Coach Barnes is doing and what he's accomplishing. He's, he's you know, bringing in new guys. And new newer guys are coming in, and they're just being assimilated into, you know, his program. And the program is, is obviously taking steps up. You look at their schedule, Lutheran North and Lake Odessa Lakewood, two teams maybe higher in the, in the division class in terms of what they face so far. Put up a lot of points versus Lutheran North. That's a team that's been pretty good over the last few years. Yeah, they have. And, you know, we, we had a chance to see them last Friday, uh, Chad Bush and I, and you know, defensively, they, they played fairly well. So, it, you know, it, what makes you pop your eyes out is when you see that 49 spot that they put up on them, you know. And, and so I'm interested to see this offense with my own two eyes. Cabrini, on the other hand, kind of having to adjust to the situation. They're a team that certainly could have used the traditional 
month preseason, the seven on seven, just to figure out what direction they were heading. I mean, you look at their guys on the outside, their wide receivers, some athletic guys there, some of the running backs as well. That's all by committee, though, right now, because they really haven't been able to figure out who goes where. And it's a buzzsaw the first two games to do that. Yeah, and, and, and it's tough because you know what happens, especially at this age, Jeremy, is uh, you have to find a way to stop that snowball from going downhill. And I think that's what you've seen, uh, you know, the, the last couple of weeks. Oh, here we go again. Uh, these guys know that, and I, I've got a lot of respect for what Cabrini's doing coming in here because you know what? They're going to tell them point blank, hey, listen, this is a great opportunity to show everybody what we're about here tonight. I mean, shock the world. Isn't that what every kid wants and every kid talks about? Let's shock the world. So, you know, perhaps they have an opportunity to do that here tonight. Well, week three is always kind of a benchmark where we're at, but this is a benchmark to say where are we going because we're halfway done after today. Yeah, isn't it crazy? And, you know, there there is as we look out on the field right now. Senior day. Yeah, it's senior day, right? <laughs> Didn't the season just start? I mean, but no, that's that's where we're at right now. And listen, here's the thing, Jeremy. I, I think there's been far too much debate and back and forth uh, about advantage, disadvantage. You know what? Everybody's on the same playing field. I mean, there's just no two ways about that. Everybody's dealing with the same thing. Yes, some teams have some extenuating circumstances, as you mentioned with Cabrini, or, you know, in particular teams that maybe are, are, are smaller in depth. Yeah, that's an added thing. But in, in terms of overall, hey, everybody's dealing with this. Everybody's dealing with not having the, the reps. And, you know, Jeremy, I thought, just to get off on a tangent, I thought the first week you saw some sloppiness. I had a chance to see a couple different games. You saw some sloppiness. I thought a lot of that was cleaned up in the games that I saw last weekend. And it's interesting. I, I continue to ask these coaches, hey, have you shortened up your playbook? Because, in a sense, they haven't had the time. But a lot of them have because there's so many Zoom meetings, you know, talking about the plays in themselves. They couldn't execute them, so they're they're still looking to do that. But it's it's kind of a weird year in, in that way. Yeah, you know what? And, uh, Jeremy, I'm glad that you brought that up because the, the Zoom meeting is something that obviously it, it had its place in the sun. Can we do away with Zoom meetings forever and a day? It's going to be a thi- it's gonna be the cliche not. thing of 2020, Please, isn't it? Please, <laughs> no more. No more Zoom meetings. Can we, can we do it on the phone, whatever? The, no, but, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that's that's the thing um, in, in talking to a few different coaches around the area. Um, you know, there's familiarity. There's, you know, bringing new guys in that, yeah, you know them, but you don't really know them. A lot of those things that you get in a normal year, you aren't getting this year. But, again, let's be fair, it's happening everywhere. Take a deeper dive into some of these teams' personnel when we get back and talk about what the year has been and what it will be for some of the other teams around the Catholic League. More after this on your Game of the Week on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Hey, everyone. Matt Corvath here from Mitten Mortgage Lending and Boys Varsity Basketball Coach at Divine Child High School. At Mitten Mortgage, we offer some of the lowest rates in the area with no additional junk fees in your closing costs. Our bankers will be there every step of the way from the application to the closing table. Reach out to us today at 734-922-2252 or fill out an application at www.mittenloans.com slash apply or also check out our reviews on Google or Facebook. NMLS 1723481. 
Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6. This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400, you can also listen to us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap News Talk, and scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway, the Road Warriors return trip to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Jeremy Otto back alongside Sean Belizean to bring you the call here tonight. Catholic High School League football game of the week on The Patriot. Two games this weekend tonight. It's Bishop Foley and Cabrini tomorrow. Pretty good one between Detroit Catholic Central and De La Salle in the boys' ball. You saw De La Salle week one here on our air as well. Maybe, you know, did anybody expect him to beat Orchard Lake week two after what we saw in week one? You know, you you had the feeling, Jeremy, that that they were ahead of the curve. You know, there's a perfect example. You bring in a new coach. Mm -hmm. He didn't get a chance to know those guys. I mean, he just didn't get the chance to know those guys. So there's only so much you're going to get over Zoom. There's only so much you're going to get, you know, in in the little time that they spent together. So um, for them to catch on as quickly as they did and to be in the position to beat Brother Rice, uh, you had a feeling that they were a little ahead the curve. So uh, with that being said, did we expect them? (laughs) No, we didn't expect them to beat Orchard Lake, but – uh, look out, you know, they're they're going to be a, a, a really good force really soon. And on the other hand, that Catholic Central team, Declan Bile looks like a whole new man out there, quarterback. He's a dangerous threat. They've down to their number three, four guy running back, doing just fine with the sophomore. Really good wide receivers, really good tight ends. That's a scary team. They are they are loaded. I mean, look out. You know, when, when you have a rivalry game like they did against Brother Rice last week, and Jeremy had a chance to see that, um, you know, it, it really is throw the, the records out the book. Um Catholic Central is a better team. I mean, that Brother Rice isn't bad. That's not to be disrespectful. Catholic Central is a better team. But, again, I think in those circumstances, you throw the record out the window and you flip a coin, and certainly Brother Rice had an opportunity to win that game. Let's take a peek at some of the other games around the Catholic League via our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. One game in progress today. Talk about that a little bit later. But it's White Lake Lakeland at Divine Child, Divine Child, 
looking for their first win of the season. They're 0-2, another team that could, probably could have benefited from some time in the preseason. Much tighter game versus Loyola Week 2, so we'll see what they do versus Lakeland here today. Liggett travels to Lutheran North. That's a 7 o'clock kick tonight as well. Cabrini at Foley, our game here tonight, and then Riverview Gabriel Richard at Napoleon at 7. Tomorrow, some good games. Orchard Lake at Brother Rice at 7.30. Loyola at Cranbrook at 1. De La Salle at Catholic Central. We told you about that. It'll be on our air here at 7 with a pregame at 6.30. And then Everest Collegiate at the Division 6 semifinalist uh, versus Maple City Glen Lake. That will start at 4.30. You certainly look at that Orchard Lake and Rice game. That's a huge game for Orchard Lake all of a sudden. Yeah, massive. It, re- it really is. You know, Brother Rice has to find a way to pick themselves off the map. You know, they... Um, you know, got that uh, thrilling victory in week one, a tough loss last week, especially to their bitter rivals. Uh, they better get up quick, fast, in a hurry. Well, something when you look at these two teams, it's a unique circumstance because both of these coaches actually had COVID-19. One on the other side, and Brian O'Bricky was tough. I mean, he was on a ventilator for 30 days, six days in the hospital he knows what it's like to have this virus, and he's even changed his offense because of it. Yeah, it's not something to be trifled with. You know, it, it's, it, it can still obviously make you very sick. I mean, we know that. And, you know, I think that that should be mentioned uh, straight off the bat. And we're, we're glad that both of them uh, came out for it no worse than the wear. But, yeah, I mean, Jeremy, look, every week there are going to be guys out too. I mean, that's that's the reality of what we're facing right now. I mean, let's hope that games aren't – getting canceled i mean heck we saw a game uh get postponed in the national football league uh, for goodness sake but you're absolutely right you know it, it's look it's already difficult enough to get ready for the season and then you throw some wrinkles in there as well and and that's that's tough on anybody and we've had some postponements certainly here in the mhsa nothing bad and i think at this point if we're we've gotten through it not to say you know as it gets colder sure you never know what's going to happen but you got to feel pretty good if you're almost at the midway point in this regular season. Where are you at? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and you know, Jeremy. To a lot of people, here I am. I'm going to get out of my soapbox. <laughs> Listen, this this is what we should have been doing for months. I mean, let, let's be honest. Live. You you can't play hide and seek with something like this. Be smart. Take precautions. Social distance. All that stuff. But it's not like we're going to go hide and he's going to go. Oh darn! I, everybody's inside, so I have to leave town. It doesn't work that way. So I, I think uh, I, I give all the credit in the world. Uh, if I haven't said this on these airwaves, I give all the credit in the world to Mark Yule and the executive uh, staff of the MHSAA. They had to make tough decisions. They had to lead. And I think they did a tremendous job. And, and quite frankly, every one of its institutions have done a good job of implementing things to assure that everybody is as safe as humanly possible. And let's face it, it's not easy to go back on a decision where you have the words canceled in it. Canceled. Some people would say, there's no way I'm touching that. We're not playing until spring because we've already ruled canceled. But they bit the bullet and said, hey, look, we don't care what people say. We think we can come back and we have a plan to come back. I loved it. And, you know, that that day seems so fresh in my mind. I happened to be at my other job that day on on uh, the radio someplace and uh, it was interesting because when the news came down that Governor Whitmer had relaxed her executive order and of course that was in the news today um, to me the countdown in my mind started right away when is the MHSAA saying <laughs> we're going and as you well know it took about an hour I mean it was an hour time where they said 
seasons back on. So uh, they were quick, they led, and uh, they continued to lead by, by showing the way and, and showing everybody, yes, we still can do things like this, we still can live life, just be smart. And this is potentially all a model for winter and spring and whatever else comes at us next year in the MHSA as well. With that in mind, we're going to send it to East Lansing. Here's John Johnson with This Week in High School Sports. John. Caught my eye, ball hits referee, and saluting the pride of the Blue Water region. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. On any given Friday night, you can go down the list of scores and find a game that really catches your eye. Last Friday, that final score read, East Lansing 21, River Rouge 6. That was a head snapper, especially if you were witness to what the Panthers did to Muskegon in the Division Three State Finals last year, and knowing that the major parts of that team, including quarterback Marianne Herbowski, returned. But this is a pretty good East Lansing team with star power of its own in wide receiver Andrell Anthony Jr. and down lineman Ethan Boyd, who led the Trojans, but they had plenty of help. I think that uh, Ambrose Wilson handled uh, management of the game well. At the same time, made plays itself, so that was uh, very gratifying. Our two inside linebackers, Nick Pulley and Lionel Martinez, did a great job of getting people in the right places defensively. East Lansing head coach, Bill Farrakko. Wilson had 210 yards in total offense and came up big on defense with a fumble recovery and one of three second-half interceptions on Trubowski. And running back Asher Gregory rushed for 116 yards and two touchdowns for East Lansing. Our This Week game balls go out to Riverview soccer forward Salvador De La Torre, who scored the game winner in the 79th minute in the Bucks 2-1 win over defending Division III champion Grosio last week to run their record to 8-0, and Charlevoix volleyball setter Zoe Broden, who had 36 assists, 10 digs, and 4 kills as the Raiders ranked 6th in Division III, top 10th ranked Traverse City St. Francis in 5 sets to go 18-1 on the season. Back with more in a moment, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look into the fine art of officiating with Brent Rice. We've all seen it before in a soccer game. A ball is kicked upfield, but ricochets off an official and leads to a goal-scoring opportunity. In the past, an official would swing his arms to indicate play on. A new rule, though, would stop play immediately and restart with a drop ball. New in high school soccer for the 2021 school year, when a ball touches a referee which leads to a promising attack, the referee must blow his whistle to stop play and start with a drop ball. He should also give a drop ball in two other instances, when the ball hits the official and possession changes, or when the ball hits the official and goes directly into the goal. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Go to the MHSA website now to register. 
The closer today reflects on the life and times of the pride of the Blue Water region of our state. We lost a great friend to high school sports last week with the passing of Jim Weimer, the longtime sports editor of the Port Huron Tribune and a registered MHSEA game official to cancer at the age of 64. I certainly can't say what needs to be said in this brief forum about Jim, but one of his protégés, Tony Paul of the Detroit News, last week had an excellent piece, and you can read that Tribune online. Jim Weimer was one of the last of a breed of sports editors who was a community leader by the nature of his position, where he captured the personality of the towns around him in his writing and was a personality in his own right. What he did so well and encouraged his student writers to do was practice writing stories that got as many kids' names in the paper as possible. Tony Paul called it refrigerator journalism because that's where the newspaper clippings went. It was a trait that endeared him to all. He was also in a class of sports writers who actually got between the lines as well. For 35 years, a registered official, most of the time in baseball, softball, and volleyball, but he added some football in the last few years while he was in stripes. Jim Weimer was a a one-of-a-kind, and he'll be missed. Don't forget, you can watch high school sports on MHSAA-TV. Over 700 games are available online this week in football, boys' soccer, and girls' volleyball. Check it all out at MHSAA-TV. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade. Anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Hugh Hewitt sees a confirmation of the next Supreme Court justice. No one is questioning her abilities, her integrity, her temperament, and the like. She's going to be confirmed, America. She's going to be confirmed. Uh, And that's going to be the story on this show from now until the time she is confirmed. And I'm sure Chairman Graham will get her through committee quickly. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. WDTK, Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the games out of the best league in the state. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Siena Heights University, The Student Connection, and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Now, let's send it to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast booth for the call of the game. Here are Jeremy Otto and Sean Belegian. Welcome back to Bishop Foley High School in Madison Heights, Michigan. Jeremy Otto alongside Sean Belegian to bring the call here tonight. It's the home ventures of Bishop Foley and the visiting Cabrini Monarchs here today to compete in our first game of the week. 
here today. We have another one tomorrow. It's Catholic Central and De La Salle and the Boys Bowl. Same time out in Novi, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock start to that one. Now time to take a look at our mid-mortgage lending keys to the game. What do you got here today? Well, you know what? Uh, as far as Bishop Foley goes, keep doing what you're doing, and, and that's running the ball effectively. I mean, they, they are just getting it done on the ground. Uh, there's no two ways about it. Um, you know, as far as I, I look at Cabrini and Jeremy, forget the first two games. You can completely flip the script, change the narrative on your season, and here's the words again, shock the world uh, by coming in here and knocking off Bishop Foley. Uh, I think it's safe to say, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, there aren't a lot of people that are expecting that to happen. So that's what I'm telling everybody. Hey, they think you're going to get run. Right. That's what I'm That's what I'm pounding in these kids' head right now and see if they can get fired up. And uh, momentum, emotion, so big at this level, and uh, I would try to play that up big time. That's your Benton Morgan's lending keys to the game. Let them land you your keys to your new house. Contact them for a pre-approval here today we look at some of the personnel on this team we just chatted about jackson zider here in the press box he is just a spark plug for this team offensively and he's a guy who's only listed as a sophomore 510 155 pounds but he is making his name for himself in the first two weeks Uh, you know i had to ask twice in my advanced age my ears aren't so good anymore but, but your uh, eyes got better. My eyes got yes. better. We'll share that story later. <laughs> no, but a gentleman a couple down from us said 567 yards in total offense the first game. And I was like, huh? How, how many yards was that? You know, I, I played the role of Grandpa Walton and, asked, you know, it acted like my ears were bad. 567 yards of total offense. I, I mean, just incredible. So uh, that's why, I you know, I'm going to reiterate, if you're, if you're Bishop Foley right now, you're the Ventures. Do what you do. Yeah, that's working for you right now. Keep going to the well. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, what they're replacing as well. They're replacing a guy at the quarterback position that uh, set some records here at Bishop Foley. Dylan Goff, the young junior, 5'10", 160, is back this year. Kind of thrown into the fire last year, but they're looking forward to what he can potentially do in the passing game as well. Think of that, a passing threat and such a running threat. That's a really dangerous team at this level. Well, I think that's why so many people are saying that, you know, Coach Barnes really has uh, the right mix this year. I mean, look, he's done a heck of a job as it is overall. He's 19 and 12, but uh, this is a pretty special group because, Jeremy, as you mentioned earlier, you got some veterans, you got some newcomers, and all together uh, they've been impressive so far. Kickoff between the Monarchs and the Ventures is coming up shortly here on the Patriot. I want to talk to you about Alliance Catholic Credit Union first. They have everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, and a great mobile app as well. Alliance Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The Credit Union champions education through scholarships and extensive financial literacy programs as well. Visit AllianceCatholic.com. To learn more, you can join online in just minutes. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League, and they're federally insured by the NCUA as well. Ventures and the Monarchs next here on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here, inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks 
right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway. The Road Warriors return trip to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot. This is WDTK Detroit, The Patriot. Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com. There's more CHSL football action next. Have we gotten to the point where at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle, and offers it to you? Let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Jeremy and Sean back with you here. The sun starts to go down earlier and earlier these days. We're losing that uh, sunlight as, as we go, but it was a bright and sunny day here in Metro Detroit. It was good to see. You know, I was thinking to myself, I think the last time you and I were together, we were at King for a playoff game, yes, right? freezing. It was minus 329 <laughs> degrees that day. It was. I, I, it was a record. I don't right, – Alex, can you – yep, Alex just verified. <laughs> Our on-site producer said that was a record. It was minus 379 degrees that day. So, no, this is – Jeremy, this is perfect fall night for it. And this is – I've always liked this ven, this venue because, you know, you're in the middle between – between two, you know, busy roads and everything, but you're kind of tucked here in the woods, and you got a little color peeking out and everything. I'm a sucker for that stuff. October, Friday nights, this is what it's all about. Have any other games to watch around the state here today? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the beauty of it, Jeremy, is uh, every week, you know, it seems like the, the, the ante has been raised because it's a, a small schedule. You know, it's a six-game schedule. Now, don't get me wrong, you know the routine. Everybody's in. Sure. Everybody gets the... Uh, the, the participation ribbon and everything. But, you know, Jeremy, this year, I don't have a problem with that. Normally I'm going, why let everybody in? Come on. No, I, I think it was the wise decision. Bishop Foley enters the field from the left side here. They're started 2-0. Cabrini on the other end, 0-2. Let's see if these ventures can get off to a hot start, Sean. I just want to bring one thing up yeah. to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Good luck reading those numbers, my friend. <laughs> I, I just looked at those Bishop Foley jerseys. They're the sharp. The, yeah. Now, listen, they're beautiful jerseys, okay? <laughs> but they did not think of the broadcasters when they designed those jerseys. That's why Bushnell was uh, invented here, right? I yes. Yeah, thank God you have them. Back with the kickoff after this here on the Patriots. Stick with us. Chris Sabonic, broker at Mitten Mortgage Lending, here with a special offer for our veterans. From now through Veterans Day, we're offering a half-point discount on all VA Streamline refinance loans. Rates for these refinances are in the low 2%. These streamlines are super fast. We close them on average in under one week without an appraisal, 
and we don't need income or asset documentation. Give us a call today at 734-922-2252 or find us online at mittenloans.com. This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. It doesn't matter who you are or what you drive or where you live. You have the power to give someone the most precious gift in the world, life. Right now, tens of thousands of people are waiting for an organ or tissue transplant. Your signature could save a life. Sign up on the Gift of Life Organ, Tissue, and Eye Donor Registry today online at giftoflifemichigan.org or call 800-482-4881 and give so others can live. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, WDTK, Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast booth for more CHSL football action. Welcome back, everyone, to Bishop Foley High School, tucked in the middle of a quaint atmosphere here today. Socially distanced crowd that's going to even get bigger next week around the high school scene. They'll allow up to 1,000 and maybe even more than that, depending on what shakes out on the government side as well. Yeah, very interesting. I'm going to be intrigued to see what the Michigan legislature uh, keeps in place and what they decide to do away with uh, what we can play the role of newscasters here, though I'm sure most people already know this. The Michigan Supreme Court has uh, ruled that uh, the executive orders are unconstitutional and therefore immediately illegal. So now it is up to the legislature and the governor to decide what is and what should be. Bishop Foley to receive... It's Jackson Zider, the man we mentioned before. You don't want to see that guy back to receive no. if you're Cabrini. Why don't you just kick it out of bounds and take that <laughs> penalty, huh? You know, I mean, it really, he has been that dynamic. And, you know, let's see if we get an up-close look at it right now. Kugelman waiting for the go-ahead here. He'll kick it left to right. Cabrini in their whites with the blue numbers. Bishop Foley in their blacks with the silver numbers and the yellow outline as well they had to get an extra man out there on the return and now they're set to go it is a squib kick to the far sideline i believe bishop foley did they touch it or did they let it go the flag is coming out or at least the official i think is looking for it yeah i think he i think he touched he it did. and okay. then it went out of bounds so i guess that's the next best thing you know keep it away from that dangerous weapon but i have a feeling you're 
going to see that dangerous weapon uh, sooner rather than later. If I were a betting man, I would say perhaps a miscarry. Along the far hash, 11.57 set on that clock. Just three seconds ticked off after it was whittled out of bounds off the hands of Lorenzo Martinez. Trips to the left for Barnes's offense here. Takes the shotgun snap, gets hit as he throws. That one is incomplete. A potentially diving catch at the 35-yard line there by the Ventures. Cannot be completed by Joseph Munro, and it's second and ten. Yeah, four receivers set to start, and, uh, you know, looking to catch him off guard. Now empty backfield this time. Dylan Goss sends that single running back to his right, three to his left, low snap around the knee, floats it down the middle, has Zider there. He dropped it at the 40-yard line into Cabrini territory, and he had nothing but daylight and a touchdown if he caught it. I mean, nobody was within five yards of him. Nobody was in within five yards of him. I, I, I think he was already counting the six. Uh, Jeremy, it was a perfectly placed ball, and he just flat out dropped it. Sider remains in the slot left here. Going to swivel out, act like he's going to catch a screen. Instead, they go over the middle. Big time catch there across midfield into Caprini territory at the 20-yard line down to the 10. And trying to drag himself into the end zone. He's just... Mark Shy, good job by Joel Corvaya to stay with the play, but a big-time reception down the field, and the Ventures want to hurry up here. Well, that is a very, very speedy man. I mean, to, to, to split three different guys and then a foot race, nearly won the foot race, even with the angle hat on him, first and goal at about the two-yard line. Dylan Goff gets him to the line fairly quickly here. The clock moves. Two wide receivers assigned. They hand it off to Jackson Zider, and you won't see an easier touchdown than that as he cruises down the middle. Yet another touchdown for that young man. He's got eight on the year already. Uh, just a massive push uh, by the men in black on the offensive line. The first contact he had was about two yards deep. So here's the second-year kicker, the six foot three Lance Croy to attempt this extra point they'll bring out an extra lineman here Nick Harnadek again you'll see on the offensive and defensive side he's a beast on defense for this Foley team 30 tackles on the year already high snap and a good placement to make sure that play didn't blow up it's another Siena Heights University score Find out more at go.siena.edu. 11.27 still to go in this first quarter. And just like that, one of the hotter teams in the state, it seems, is up 7-zip, huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can see it. Jeremy, honestly, you can see it. I mean, they should have had six on the second down play. Uh, should have had six on, on the third and ten. He got caught at the one-yard line. But, Jeremy, his ability to run away from people in the group was amazing to me because the corner on the near side had the angle on him. So, it, you know, the question was, was he going to catch him? It took him all the way to the one-yard line. Some incredible heat, and especially in in condensed space. So Foley going to kick this off. Just a few plays to drive down the field and punch seven on the board. 11-27 still left to play here in this first half. Joel Corvaya, the man that made that touchdown-saving tackle, is back to receive this. It's an onside kick. Bounced off of a Cabrini hand. Hot potato to the 42-yard line, and... Saving the day for the Monarchs is Alexander Thompson, the freshman playing on special teams 
able to hug that into the belly to make sure they still have a possession here, Sean. That is a smart play by the freshman. I don't care if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. You know what? When that whoop, 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 down on the field like that, don't be a hero. Get down and cover that. Give your offense a chance. Good field position on your own 42-yard line. That was a decent onside kick as well. Cabrini will start in the pistol. Trips to the left, one of the far side with Ryan Kugelman, the junior, out there. And a pink flag flies. That's what the officials are using here tonight for a pre-snap penalty against Cabrini. It's a false start. Yeah, Owen Tomsick, uh, the wide receiver, jumped the gun a little bit. Kind of showed his hand as well, Jeremy. Took an inside step trying to get uh, that space on the corner. So same formation, just moved back five yards. First and 15 from their own 42. Kugelman wants to throw, runs out to the far sideline. Has a man there. He's out of bounds. It was a good catch, all things considered, for Joel Carvine. Just couldn't keep a foot in. Good throw by the quarterback as well, kind of rolling to his opposite side. He showed a good gun, threw it off on the right foot, got it out there just a little too far on that far sideline in front of the Cabrini sideline. Second and 15, Kugelman wants to throw again. Rolls out far left, throws it to the same side. Corvallo makes a hopping catch this time, just shy of midfield. Bowls his way to around the 50-yard line, just shy of Bishop Foley territory. He gained all the yardage, lost back, and some more. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I thought that pass was going to get picked off. I don't know how the corner who jumped the route missed that. It, it almost like looked like it, his body was invisible and just went through him. But now you're right, Jeremy. A very, very manageable third and two. 10.46 to go, 7 nothing. Foley already here. Pistol snap, he fades back to Kugelman, has good blocking to the right side, just pops a pass into the hands of Corvaya again, or check that that's 20 this time, Owen Tomzik. Difference between 20 and 24, but he makes a first down catch, plus about five more up to the Bishop Foley 44. Well, you know, I like what they're doing out here. They're they're coming out here, and they're throwing, and they've had some open looks. They, they converted after being stuck in a second and 15, and Monarchs moving the ball into Bishop Foley territory. Trips to the left, one to the near side, 10-26 left to go in the first. Kugelman takes a pistol snap, rolls back, has pressure coming, feeds through a couple men, and he's got nowhere to go. A bull rush by two ventured, galloped him back into Cabrini territory at the 45-yard line. Great pursuit and a great finish for a big-time sack and a loss of 10-plus. Yeah, that's about a loss of 11. And, and you know what? I think the quarterback would have been wise once he saw that pressure coming to, from the outside just to release that ball three, four yards deep into his own sideline. Young man's trying to make a play. Second down and 20 now from their own 45-yard line as they move left to right here in this first quarter. 9.45 to go in it. 7-0 Foley floating pass to the near sideline. Two far trying to heave it up right in front of the Foley bench to Owen Tomzik. He had to reach out and try to dive his way into the Foley bench but way too far. You know it's interesting because it almost looked to me like it was Alexander Thompson the running back that was kind of one running that wheel route near side and he overshot him and went for Tomzik and it fell incomplete. So now third and 20 to go. Back to pass again, looks far side, has some time, darts one down the middle, has a man there, it's through his hands. Good double coverage down the field to not make it easy for Joel Corvaya that time. 
Yeah, you know what? You want that pass back because he was open. He had split the defenders, but, Jeremy, it all starts in the trenches. A great job by the Cabrini offensive line protecting their quarterback. Fourth and 20, 9.35 to go here in the first, and they'll have to punt it away. Ryan Kugelman also kicks for them. Expect no fakes on this type of play. Two men back deep here for the Ventures. They're going to field it at the 20-yard line. Barreling forward to the 30 is Jackson Zider, but that's all he gets to. And that's where this Foley offense will take it back. They took just three plays to make it 7-0, capped off by an easy run up the middle of one yard. Well, we talked about the big play capabilities of uh, Brian Barnes' offense. We saw that on the first drive. What does he have up his sleeve for the second possession? Two wideouts aside is QB. The young junior is in the gun. One running back to his right hip insider. Outside snap. He handles it well, trying to throw it quickly here. And that thing just developed a little bit too quickly in the end as it's through the hands of Nick Harnadek, but the Ventures probably lucky they didn't get picked off there. Yeah, you know, Jeremy, every play that they've run, though, has been there. I mean, it really has. It's been there. Uh, Harnadek was open. Uh, you, you, you saw a drop pass earlier on the first possession before the touchdown. Thompson and Eggett were the two men defending there for Cabrini. It's a bunched defensive set for them. Three men hugging the near side. Sider gets the pitch left, rolls around the 30-yard line, gets a big burst of speed at the 50. The ball came loose at the 49 in Cabrini territory, and the Monarchs have it. Jumping out of the pile with the football up in the air that time was Alexander Thompson, and now there's a flag after the play, I believe, inside Venture territory here at the 36. Zyder did everything right, Jeremy. I, I mean, he showed incredible speed to get to the edge near side and then trying to make thing happen, things happen. You could see him take that football out, you know, like the loaf of bread. You hear people say that, but, you know, kind of looking down the field and, and just got it snapped away. So, again, good field position here for Cabrini on their second possession. 9-15 to play in a 7-0 first quarter in favor of the Ventures. Kugelman out there in the pistol. He has trips to his left. One man barreling in from behind as he looks to roll out left on the throw. It hops a couple steps in front of his intended target. That's Joel Corvaya. He was curving just in front of the sticks for a first down at the 42 in completed second and 10. Yeah, good backside pressure as well. Perhaps he heard some footsteps because there is a man coming in off the edge, Jeremy. Just bearing in on him, and he kind of short-armed that. I believe that was Jack Hopkins, the linebacker coming from the near sideline here. Trips left, one to the near side. He wants to throw again. There is the aforementioned man. They got a block on him, though. Kugelman's going to tuck it and run. Shimmy shake at the 45-yard line, up to the 42. That's ultra close to a first down, but how about that play on the rollout by Kugelman? Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. The 5'9", 170-pound uh junior uh first avoided a big sack and then made a little shimmy let's see are they marking that now they're gonna say he was short i thought for sure he had the first down jeremy third down and less than a yard here kugelman is just gonna take it up the gut as he started under center gains nearly three yards in the end as he's across the 40 yard line and that will move those sticks on the far side left to right as cabrini has a first down in venture territory with 8.55 left to go. I just don't know why we don't see that play more often at this level. I mean, that is 
on a first, second and short, third and short, fourth and short, that is almost a gimme because the quarterback and the center know the count. Especially if you get to the line quickly, which they did. One man rush in on Kugelman. Here he stays on his feet trying to throw it out of bounds, and this might be grounding here. They're going to say the knee was down anyway all the way back to the 47-yard line. He was trying to release, but I think uh, the linebacker dragged him down and the knee hit the ground. John Roy, the 6'1", 160-pound defensive lineman, was one of the men in, and now Cabrini going to burn a timeout. It's a second down and long as they find themselves back of their own territory here at the 49-yard line. We'll pause. More action when we get back here on the Patriots. 7-0 Foley. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. 8.22 left to play in this first quarter. 7-0 Ventures. Cabrini trying to change that here. Backed in their own territory, though, as they lost 10 yards at 2nd and 20 on the 49. Pistol snap. It's high. Helmet level. Kugelman going to heave it to the far sideline. Diving attempt in front of the original first down marker. They're about. It was... Joel Corvaya again, who's targeted. It's been him and just a couple other guys for Cabrini so far. He's got to be gassed. Yeah, he, you know, he he kind of went down awkwardly in, in an attempt to catch that ball as well and some good uh, sportsmanship. One of the uh, Foley players helped him up and kind of gave him a pat and said, come on, big third down coming. Third and 20, clock stopped at 8.17. Perfect snap, faces a one-man front here, going to heave it up. That might be a mistake. It's incomplete, no intended target inside as it floats down at the 35-yard line to the end of his own bench. Again, the big pause of John Roy was rushing in on him, and he felt that nearly as that hung up there long enough for a pick, but there was nobody home. It is amazing. The right-handed quarterback has been rolling to his left all game long. Isn't it interesting? And you have to take that second, Jeremy, to plant your feet and release. It's not as easy as it looks. Kugelman receives a high long snap there as he also punts and the Ventures just want a fair catch at the 21 yard line and that's where this offense will take over fumble last time around for them. Yeah, after a big gain again, uh, you know, they, this kid is dynamic. Keep an eye on four. We've been talking about it all night long. I, I have a feeling they're going to go right back to the well. Only a sophomore as well. Boy, and he has just been explosive. And they've had some athletes here, but I think they have a group of athletes, and they're younger. I mean, you talk about it, a sophomore, a junior quarterback who's in his second year starting. By the time these guys are juniors and seniors or, you know, just maturing in general, this is going to be a scary group. 8.04 to go, 7 nothing in favor of the home squad here today. 
in this first quarter. Short dump pass to the aforementioned Zyder at the 25-yard line. He's off to the races to the 40. Another shimmy and a block at the 50-yard line. There's going to be a flag, though, and Zyder's just going to swivel his way into the end zone. It won't count, unfortunately. But uh, quite the effort as his team races down the near sideline to greet him in the left corner of the end zone. A hold and maybe a block in the back here on the near side. I think face the mask. first was a face mask. I don't know what the second one was. Maybe they saw uh, something different. But I, I'm convinced the pink flag that went down was a face mask. Let's see if they're both face masks. They're in the exact same spot. Uh, everybody's walking back right now. So maybe it was a face mask and... And uh, a, a block in the back. We'll wait and see. It's a pink flag and a yellow flag down in front of the start of the Bishop Foley bench here at the 45-yard line. That looked like, you know, Jeremy, and, and by the way, you and your lovely wife are about to become a father. You'll find this out soon. You'll be playing Xbox with the kids, <laughs> and they're just routing you. And they, like, play with that super speed, right? Right. And, that's what it looked like the on speed that play. Boost, yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> X, what is it? X button or whatever the heck you kids call it. He just started weaving through everybody. It was it, it was like me getting routed by my kids. <laughs> They're still discussing it. Three officials have come together at the forty-five yard line. The clock stopped at seven forty-seven. It's seven nothing. Bishop Foley here in the first quarter. Block in the back is the call against the Ventures. Personal foul, face mask. So we are both right. There we yes. go. Look at that team. <laughs> oh, isn't that amazing? Oh, comes all the way back. The penalties uh, negate one another. Nonetheless, wow. I mean, quite the run as he made three or yeah. four things happen for himself on his pathway into the left side of the end zone. I think I'd give it to him again. I, you know, I find a way to get the ball into Zyder's hands. He is he is fun to watch. Uh uh, folks, the advanced billing is well worth it. So first and 10, back at the 21 where we started. Screen pass down the middle, the first we've seen of Cooper Harvey there. He makes the catch across the 30 to the 32-yard line, really close to a first down, and they're going to give it to him there as they'll move the chain. Jeremy, everything they're doing offensively is working. It's, it's just execution right now. It's, you know, a drop. Kept one back, uh, a block in the back, kept another back, but everything they're doing right now is working. They hurry the snap here. It's a dart of a throw down the middle over the hands of his intended target that time. That's 15, Gus Toppy, another sophomore wide receiver. Trying to feed through a couple Monarchs that time, but the coverage stood tall. Second and 10 from the 33. He scrimmaged down the middle of the field here with 7.28 to go in a 7 nothing first quarter. Little pitch pass forward there to the 40-yard line. That's Sider who got it. Try to swarm around Dylan Goff again on the two-man rush from that Cabrini front. But, oh, they just gained eight yards, that right? Dangerous <laughs> shovel there in tight quarters. But as you mentioned, Jeremy, he's still able to weave his way for eight, setting up a third and two playbook wide open. 
Two wideouts aside, but it's Sider who gets it up the middle, breaks through a couple arm tackles, dashing move at the 45-yard line. He has the field in front of him. One dashing tackler is going to get a shoestring. That's it from Zider as he's galloped down to the ground at the 10-yard line. But another great shimmy at around the 45 to bring him to that second real estate down the field. Ryan uh, Ryan Kugelman, the quarterback, Jeremy, did a great job of calling it. I mean, literally, he reached out and grabbed the back of his Achilles <laughs> tendon. I mean, that's about all that he could grab, and, and he tripped him up. But uh, Bishop Foley in business, first and goal inside the 10. Takes the shotgun snap here, has a big target along the end zone, and that's your red zone guy as he cruises into the end zone. Nobody was going to stop the 6'6", 195-pound wide receiver, Nick Harnadek, who made it look easy. Both scores have looked pretty flawless. It's 13-0 Foley. You know, he did a great job of using that big frame as well to create space for himself. There's nothing you can do. You're a defender. You're just not going to be able to do that. Lance Croy... Had his first extra point blocked. The first one, or the his first of the year, I should say, just right now. The first one was a little shaky as well with the long snap. The holder did a good job. This one gets blocked as Cabrini sent some pressure. 6.41 left to go in this first quarter. 13-0 Ventures, thanks to another Siena Heights University score. Find out more at go.sienaheights.com. Got to make some defensive adjustments on the far side of the field, the visitors, because, again, uh, right now, Jeremy, um, it's just too easy for Cabrini on the offensive side of the ball, or excuse me, for Bishop Foley on the offensive side of the ball. 6.41 left to go in this 13-0 first quarter. Can we give a shout-out to our old buddy Mark Stowers in sure. here? Sure. He just flipped on the lights. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that helped a lot, didn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Now you said your vision was good again. Yeah, you know what? When I'm squinting in here in the pitch dark, <laughs> Mark saved my vision again. So thank you, Mark. Another onside-type kick. It's an angled one, bobbled by Cabrini. Foley thinks they have it, and they do. Just hopping on that one before it went out of bounds is Lorenzo Martinez, the defensive back and wide receiver playing on special teams here. And they have field position inside Cabrini territory at the 45-yard line. That is just a great kick because you could see the potential return man is caught in that no-man's land. Do I dive for it and try to make a play and chance it, or do I wait for it on the hop? And then when you hesitate, you're done. Great kick. 6.36 6.36 left to play in this first quarter. Already 13-0 in favor of Bishop Foley here. Two wide receivers aside as he takes the shotgun snap, and he's in all kinds of trouble. He curved left and then right to Dylan Goff, but there were two or three Monarchs surrounding him, and this is going to go for a 10-yard loss back in their own territory at the 45. Live to fight another day, though. You know, don't be a hero. He just fell right back at, at the 45-yard line, took his medicine, second and 20. Goff in the gun, single running back to his right, that side, or he'll block here as the quick pass Ooh. is through the hands of a intended guy trying to pick it off. That's 20, Michael Martin, or check that, 20 on the other side, Owen Tomzik, who nearly came up with that. It's third and 10. Yeah, I mean, it. he looked like the intended receiver. I, I think it shocked uh, Owen Tomzik, who, uh, of course, plays both sides. 
He's lined up as a running back, wide receiver, and as the safety. Trips to the far side. He wants that direction. Two guys going at the 30-yard line, thrown over their heads. There were four Cabrini bodies back there. Tough to see who exactly the intended target was, but nonetheless, it's fourth and 20 from the fully 45-yard line here. How often do you see that, though, Jeremy? He has two guys out there, right, and the ball falls between the two intended receivers. It's amazing. The decision to punt it away. Looping snap comes in. Good job to stay back on it, though, as this punt's going to bounce at the 30-yard line, curve back to the 25, keep rolling and rolling on its side to the 21-yard line, and finally down there quite well by this Ventures special teams unit. And with 5.50 left to play in this first quarter and a 13-0 lead for their team, Cabrini looking to get something going, Sean. Yeah, got to get something going offensively. You know, hold on to the ball a little bit at least. I mean, the defense has been out there, and, you know, they finally got to stop the last uh, break, but uh, they've been out there quite a bit here tonight. So Cabrini in their white jerseys here. Blue numbers will come back on the field. Kugelman out in the pistol. Trips to his left. He looks to hand it off for the first time here today. Low starting run, but even lower are the defenders on the line coming up for the Ventures as they swallow that play all the way up. And now there's a Monarch down. It's the man who had the rush in Derek Ballas. Kind of helped up. He's limping out there. Maybe uh, give him a breather, but he waved off the sideline. Kind of waved off the sideline as if to say, I'm okay. Tough junior, 5'9", 150. Ballas has had himself a nagging injury as it is. I'm sure they don't want to add a third to that as Kugelman rolls out left. He's looking for Alexander Thompson at around the line of scrimmage. Incomplete, and that brings up quickly third and 12 to go with five. 13 left on that stop clock well, here in the first. All the incomplete passes have had, you know, us at this position right now with 513 left. We knew we'd see a lot of passing from both of these teams here today. Bishop Foley has been a little bit more efficient in that regard. Screen pass behind the line. There's just nothing going on this. Several ventures have an opportunity to make the tackle and finally do along that far side. These numbers are hard to read, so stick with us here tonight. But I believe that was Gus Toppy who finally made the catch after a gain of about four. It's fourth and a long eight. Yeah, I just want to read. I mean, they're beautiful jerseys, and I guess new ones are coming in. Uh, you know, some of the staff said that, but um, if you're a broadcaster, forget it. Line drive snap and a line drive punt as well. It's going to get behind the returners here for the Ventures. Going to roll all the way back to the 35-yard line. That was Toppy again who potentially had a shot at that one, but now the Monarchs will get their turn at downing a punt. It's back at the 35-yard line in their own territory here with 4.32 left to play. The Ventures will get it back. It's still the first quarter. It's 13 nothing. <laughs> Bishop Foley. Well, you know, Jeremy, as, as you said, you, you always want one of those big booming kicks with a lot of hang time unless your line drive goes over the head of everybody else, right? Like a Gary Sheffield home run back in the day. Remember that guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think any home run ever got above 10 feet high. They were just missiles. And I'd that like was... to see the exit velos on those right? these days. <laughs> First down and 10. 
from the Ventures 34-yard line here. It's a handoff up the middle to Zyder, but the Monarchs said is enough is enough there. As they plow him back, it's going to be a gain of two, but that's the least we've been able to see him go today. Christopher Courtright, the defensive end, making the stop. Even that play, that should have been a loss of three or four. I mean, how do you get out of trouble in the in the backfield? A big surge by uh, the guys in white up front. He still found a way to pick up two. Shotgun snap taken here. They'll fake the handoff, just take it for himself. First time we've seen him do that here today. Truck over a potential tackler at the 40-yard line and cleaning up the mess in the end that time is David Egged, the senior cornerback. I thought that was a great read by Goff that time because he looked downfield. He, you know, you, you could see that the guy he was looking for right about the stick, there are two guys on him, and he just made one juke to pick up what you can in those circumstances, ends up picking up three. Third down and a very short five to the side of their own 40-yard line here in the far hash. Quick snap. Another quick throw over the middle to Cooper Harbowie again. He makes a dashing move at the 50 after gaining the first down. Up to the 45-yard line and finally swerving down to the 40 in Cabrini territory. Boy, he showed some wheels there, didn't he? He caught that pass in traffic and it looked for a second like he was going to run away from everybody. It's a short, compact motion for the 5'10", 160-pound quarterback for Bishop Foley when he does throw it. Hasn't needed to a whole lot here today. In on him quickly here, and they're going to get the sack. Slammed him down at the 45-yard line for a loss of five yards there. Great pursuit by Cabrini. They're figuring it out a little bit more. That's Courtright again. Matthew Schultz single-handedly blew that play up, though. Uh, number 75, the defensive tackle, one of the captains on this team, got in and made the quarterback pause. Whenever he does that, you're just waiting for somebody to come finish. Looks like an option. He is going to pitch it late as he was almost tackled there. Zyder has it, and that's all you need to say. At the 40-yard line, spreads to the middle, and he's gone. He went through a cloud of dust down the middle and took it all the way home. The young sophomore is putting on a show. This kid is something else. Folks, you you got to come see this kid. I'm telling you, there's a flag uh, on the play uh, back a few yards back about the 30-yard line. But, I, Jeremy, I, like, honestly, this kid is as explosive. This is not an overstatement. This kid is as explosive as anybody I've seen. I mean, he really, every time he gets the ball, it's hold your breath stuff. Bishop Foley holding their breath to make sure this play stands again. Could we have another Jackson-Zyder touchdown come back here? Personal foul against Bishop Foley, but they're still lining up near the Touchdown's good, so it must have been after the score. A little extracurricular stuff or whatever. Stuff that nobody wants to see. You know Coach Barnes isn't going to be too happy about that. 2.28 left to play here in the first quarter. 19-0 Ventures. They're going to go for two here after their last extra point was blocked. The first one went through by Lance Croy. He was perfect on the extra points before tonight. Dylan Goff lines up in the shotgun, trips to his right, one to the near side. One running back to his left, hip a couple steps to his left. It's Zyder. 
Wants to float it up in the air to the left side. It's over the outstretched arms of Gus Toppy, though, as it's skirted out of the corner of the end zone. And with 2.28 left to play in the first quarter, the score will stay 19 to nothing, thanks to another Siena Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Well, a good option play. Quarterback gave it up at the end and uh, pitched it. And that's the right decision. When you get it in four's hand, that's always a good decision. Jeremy, did you know people ask me what is a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit. And you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League. Provide scholarship for Catholic students. Offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com, federally insured by the NCUA. 19 zip in favor of the home ventures here today. It's still the first quarter. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it, no, does it, at this point? No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> 7.36. It, was that the fifth touchdown Zyder scored here <laughs> it tonight? It feels like it, right? doesn't it? Right, because, uh, you know, you, he had one taken back and then, uh, you know, uh, a pass that should have been six. Dribbling ball to the 40-yard line, picked up by Cabrini there, marching their way up to the 45. That's Owen Tomzik, a guy who's been involved with the Offense and the defense so far here today for the Monarchs. That's the thing. When you look over on that sideline, there's only about six, seven exactly. reserves. So a lot of these guys are going both ways. Yeah, they, you know, and it's easy, especially you're playing a deep team. You get gassed. Boy, we have a beautiful night out here. Take a look at that sky out there, Jeremy. I mean, this is why October is near the top of my list. If you ask me what a favorite month is, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to spit October out at you. Those leaves starting to show down I love here. It. Love it. Trips to the far side here. Shotgun snap taken by Kugman. Floats it up the middle. Jump ball is caught by Owen Tomsick there. Drifting over the safety here on the near sideline. Lorenzo Martinez was back. But a good catch as he ended up on his backside in the end on the dive. They got a first down and 10 and the best field they've had so far for a snap at the 27-yard line. Tomsic had him beat. He was just waiting for the ball. He's saying, just get it to me. I'll find a way. You know, didn't get a chance to take off and run. He had to go to the turf to make the pass, but uh, big reception. No huddle as they always are. Trips to his left. He's going to roll that way on the run, though, designed as he read the defense for Ryan Kugelman, trying to plow over a venture defender as well. At the 22-yard line, he's going to gain a solid four on first down as the clock winds down at 148 here in the first. Tough kid put his shoulder down and laid a lick out there to pick up a couple additional yards. That's a gain of five. And Cabrini trying to get something, anything going offensively. Came in with 74 rushing yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He's got none through the air thus far. That could change here. Trips left. One to the near side, he pump fakes that way, wants to throw it, and he does into the corner. He had 24 out there, and Joel Corvaya, a couple men back for the Ventures, disrupting that play as it floats incomplete. Boy, I thought Corvaya had that too. I don't know if it bounced off uh, the shoulder pad or maybe bounced off uh, the middle of his chest, but it looked like he had his man beat out there. 
Third down and six from the Ventures 22-yard line here on the far hash. Trips to the right. Kugelman takes a pistol snap here. Screen pass a little high. Helmet high indeed for Owen Tomzik. He makes the catch right around the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be driven out of bounds into the Foley bench in that same spot and lose a couple yards. Play he's had back no chance. To the 25 now. Sorry to jump on you, pal. Play had no chance. I mean, number one, he didn't have any blockers out there. Number two, he delivered high. I mean, you're asking one man to beat four guys out there near side of the field. Not going to happen. Under a minute to go here in the first quarter, 19-0 Ventures. Cabrini has a fourth and nine and a timeout burn by the Monarchs here. We'll get that play when we come back on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. We have always believed that every child learns differently. So we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way. In person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com Seven ticks left in quarter number one. No, we're not crazy. It's quarter number one. <laughs> Forty minutes later, nineteen nothing in favor of Bishop Foley. Here is Cabrini has a big time fourth down and eight from the Ventures twenty-five yard line. Here, their best field position of the day to try to cap off a drive, but a fourth down to boot. Trips to the left, a single wide out to the near side for Ryan Kugelman. Showing blitz from the outside. Let's see if they bring it. They do. Derek Ballas, the lone running back behind him in the pistol here. Wobbling ball to the end zone. Some contact there. Insider is waiting to pick it off. He battled with Owen Tomzik, the intended target. He might just return it now to the 40-yard line to midfield. See you later. Cruises across the 20 into the left side of the end zone. I don't believe there's any flags. <laughs> Jackson Zider have a day, and there's a Cabrini man down, unfortunately, at the 30-yard line. You know, it's funny. Some of the, the staff up here at Bishop Foley are just sitting here like, ho-hum, just another day. This kid is unbelievable. I, I, I don't know how else to say this. If you haven't seen this kid yet, see this kid. I, I mean, unbelievable. Not tell who the monarch is. It is down at the 30-yard line. He is Jeremy. His vision, Zider's vision. You, you could see him slow down at the 15-yard line and kind of look at the field. And then once he got that path to the end zone, it was like he he you know hit the stick shift and he went from first gear to like fifth gear like that. I mean, he is he's special. That kid's special. Some sophomores would freak out trying to stop like that and <laughs> survey what's going on. Where did he pick that off? About three yards deep, about a 103-yard interception return? He well, might, I mean, he might have been even on the edges of the goal line at, at that point. Well, I hope the young man is okay at the 30. Uh, we apologize adamantly. We can't tell what the number is. He's He's been laying flat on his back, and um, I, I cannot stand – when people try to play doctor, so I'm not going to try to play doctor, but I, um, there are a couple people working on him, and um, 
I haven't seen him move. Let's hope they're they're just erring on the side of caution and everything. Uh, because he's uh He's he's in some uh, duress over there. A couple different people working on him. Oh, okay, now he's sitting up. One of the uh, coaches from Bishop Foley walk over, offer some words of encouragement as well. It's Brian Barnes, the head coach. Now it is Coach Barnes. In the all-black suit here today. Buttoned up a little bit tighter as we get deeper into the season here. 26 seconds left. His team has scored another touchdown off the pick six that went 100-plus yards right to left down the field. Another Siena Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Has made the game 25-0, and that's really good to see. Hopping up and a little bit hobbled on his left side, but that's... Matt Matthew Schultz, Schultz yeah. who's a big Matthew piece Schultz. to the team. Sure is. We called him out earlier, you know, making plays on both sides of the field. Uh, uh, the senior, 5'10", 250 pounds, kind of hobbling off the field right now. But I, I, I don't know what else to say about this Jackson Zyder kid. My goodness gracious, is this kid exciting. Electrifying. That one fluttering. Wow, it hit the top of the upright and goes through. <laughs> There's not much that can go wrong right now for Bishop Foley as Lance Croy kind of spun to the extra point as Cabrini brought a little bit of pressure there again. They blocked an extra point two times ago. Not able to convert on the two-point conversion. That's why the funky 26 to nothing score right now with 26.2 left here in the first quarter, but otherwise it's been a good start. What quarter is it? It's the first quarter. Just wanted to make sure. It is 7.45 <laughs> p.m. I just want everybody to know Alex Westfall, our yes. fine on-site producer, read uh, War and Peace in its entirety <laughs> during that first quarter, so congratulations, Alex, on that. Brian Belaski back in our WDTK studios as well. Jeremy Addle alongside Sean Blasian to bring the call from the field. It's our first of two games this week. Tomorrow we have the boys' wall for you. Quite the tradition at Catholic Central. They'll take on De La Salle. Looking to move to 3-0 as Dan Anderson's team this year. Kickoff taken at the 25-yard line here for the Monarchs. And they're crunched down at the 30 with 19.5 seconds left here in the first. So maybe one more play left in it the way this is going though the ventures are on their way to a running clock in the second half ballas good job protecting the ball because you could tell what every one of those guys were gunning for they were gunning for the ball they weren't gunning for a tackle they were gunning for the ball first and uh ballas had to be very careful on that return jeremy so the monarchs marching out there Two wide receivers aside. Kugelman back out there in the pistol. He'll have a single back behind him and Derek Ballas. And a timeout burn by Why Bishop not? Foley here. 26 to nothing is the Foley lead here. As Brian Barnes wants to talk something over with 19.5 to go still 
here in the first quarter. Beautiful night out here. Um, Bishop Foley right off of Campbell Road uh, between 13 and 14, right? I'm not good with my mile roads. Uh, between <laughs> 13 and 14 right off of Campbell. You know how we Livonia guys are, right? And you're a Livonia guy now, it's too. It's funny to say that, isn't it? it? Yeah, you're a Livonia guy <laughs> now, yes, too. Yes, yes. Even though, I, you know what, I don't live in Livonia, but you know what the old saying is, you can take the guy out of Livonia, but you can't take Livonia out of the guy. Absolutely not. No. We grew up with all those mile roads, right? <laughs> Alex is sitting there shaking his head knowingly. We know all those mile roads. I had him back on the east side as well. Yeah, but not like L-Town. True. Trips to the left, and that one over the top, and tumbling to the 40-yard line here. It's going to be maybe a yard shy of a first down. No, they do give it to 24, Joel Corvaya there, as he's up to the 39-yard line with 10 seconds left. Does this quarter have one more play left in it? It might. It looks like it might if they get the snap off, but they might not. Two seconds left. One and zero has finally struck after a 48 minute or 40, yeah, 48 minute. I'm questioning myself, but that is true. First quarter of action, 26 to nothing ventures in our Catholic League Game of the Week on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Hey everyone, Matt Corbeth here from Mitten Mortgage Lending and Boys Varsity Basketball Coach at Divine Child High School. At Mitten Mortgage, we offer some of the lowest rates in the area with no additional junk fees in your closing costs. Our bankers will be there every step of the way from the application to the closing table. Reach out to us today at 734-922-2252 or fill out an application at www.mittenloans.com slash apply or also check out our reviews on Google or Facebook. NMLS 1723481. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Quick back out there, the first play of the second quarter was a ball that Kugelman rolled right on through the hands of his intended target. Some more pressure coming from those ventures along the front of the defensive side of the ball. Kugelman wants to run on second and ten. He's got a good gallop across the 45 and into Bishop Foley territory at the 48-yard line. That should be enough for another first down as Cabrini looks to move the sticks here with a 26 to nothing deficit. Well, great vision uh, that time by the sophomore quarterback. You know, he found that seam. He looked like he was going to take it outside. He cut it back inside, found a little seam, uh, squeezed out 10 yards. In front things from the pistol all night long. Trips to the right, one to the near side here for the Monarchs. They move right to left in the second quarter. High snap, even with the face mask there. Recovers well as he gets a handoff to his right. 
Trevor Waltzenbaugh, the sophomore running back, is bottled up a yard behind the line of scrimmage there at the 49. He was lucky to get there. He really was. So it's second and 11. They're still barely in Bishop Foley territory here. Twins each side now. They look to the right. It's nearly picked off. My goodness. Right in the breadbasket of the quarterback, playing on both sides of the ball, Dylan Goff. Nobody was on that far side of the field. He may have turned around and moonwalked about 55 yards into the end zone. I mean, nobody was on that side of the field. Third and 11, clock stopped at 10.53 to go here in the second quarter. Man in motion across the right side of the line, that's Corvaya. Shotgun snap here taken and going to drift over the potential hands of Joe Corvaya as they just look to get it out of the hands of Ryan Kugelman. He's going to lose his helmet. He's going to have to come off for at least one play here. Great pressure by Adam Kidder. The the strong safety stepped up on a blitz and single-handedly blew that play up because that play looked like it had uh, success written on it. Near side screen, blockers out in front of him, but Kidder got on top of the quarterback and impeded that throw. Brings up fourth and 11. Clock stopped at 1048. It's been stopping quite a bit when Cabrini has had the ball. You know what I do here? Fake it? I kick it to Warren. Don't <laughs> kick it anywhere near that kid. See, look, that's what he's doing. He's kicking it to Warren. Smart idea there. That one spins out at the 30-yard line, completely angled to the far side of the field, and no chance for anybody to return it there for Bishop Foley. The Ventures have the ball back again. 10:42 still left to play in the first half. It's 26 to nothing. Bishop Foley. Let's check some scores on your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Lutheran High North trying to avenge the loss last week. They're up 26-6 over Liggett with 11 minutes left to go in the second quarter. White Lake and Divine Child tied at halftime, 7-7. Boy, does D.C. need that game. Yeah, they do. How are your Cubbies doing? They played early today. I, I know. know. <laughs> That's what they, I'm it was a really close game with... Uh, Lake Orion. That was a, a late substitution. I'm not sure why they ended up playing Lake Orion. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Lake Orion's original um, opponent had to cancel because of COVID. Gotcha. Don't quote me on that, but I think that was the story. Alex, if you can find that, I always like to make Jeremy happy. <laughs> Trips to the right. They want to air it out. They have a man downfield. Jump ball. He gets it at the 45-yard line. Has five more yards to boot to his left. Good catch by Adam Kidder, the first time we've seen him catch a ball offensively, and that's one of your faster kids on this team. And, and you know what? He did the smart thing. He went up and got the the ball at its zenith, at its high point. Nobody else was going to grab that but Kidder. Quick to the line here as they want to keep this offense chugging. Handoff on first down here. Zyder chugging his feet at the 30-yard line, still in pursuit to the near sideline. Looks like he might have gained first down yardage, but there's a flag that's going to bring this back as the pink, there's two pink flags down, actually. The 32 and the 37 will bring it back. That's a hold, no doubt about it. So that, another fine run by this explosive number four, Jackson Zyder, will 
be coming back, setting up a second and 20. Well, when you 2-0 and and potentially going 3-0, and if you, you know, close off this game here today, you can find a way to nitpick if you're Brian Barnes, and sure. that might be the one point. Can't take those penalty fellows in close games as a curving ball up the middle intended for Angelo Costanza is going to be through his hands as it gallops all the way to the 10. Make it second and 15. If Goff takes a little something off that pass, that's six. You know, he zipped it in a place where he didn't have to zip it. If he just puts a little float into that one, I mean, he had that seam right up the middle of the field. Jeremy, that's six points right now. Goff, obviously a first-year starter. Seeing some time as the backup last year to a guy who's now playing Kalamazoo College Baseball. On the ground, Sider found a hole on that right side at the 35-yard line, and he hopsteps his way to the end zone as he tippy-toes his way across the left pylon, and the ventures are all over the Monarchs here today. It's 32-0 with 10 minutes still to go in this first half. I got nothing to say. I mean, I, I've said it all. He's he's electric. He's exciting. Every time he touches the ball, he he there's a chance to go all the way. He's got unbelievable vision. He is just a blast to watch. There. I mean, I, I, what else can I add? I mean, I'm folks. I I'm not trying to be funny here. I mean, he really is. It's it's every time he touches the ball, something happens. It's amazing. Extra points going to sail its way through. They've all been tight, but just over the upright was that one. His last one bounced literally on top of the bar. 33-0 in favor of the Ventures here with 10 minutes to go in the first half on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main Campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage broadcast booth for more CHSL football action. Welcome back, everyone, to Bishop Foley. That team has a 33 to nothing lead here with 10 minutes to play in this first half of play. They're kicking it off after another touchdown by Jackson Zeider. It's going to float to the nearest sideline, and David Agat in the process of catching that ball took a knee, whether he meant to or not. This is going to be on the 23-yard line here in a 33 nothing game on WDTK Detroit, Jeremy Otto alongside Sean Belasian to bring the call here tonight. It's just been all ventures and Brian Barnes' team thus far. They are, um, they, they are as advertised. They really are. Uh, offensively, defensively, this is a very good team. Cabrini wants to run here. It's an option pitch to the backfield, scooping up a fumble in the end as it went through a running back is the ventures let's see who came up with that football it looks like cooper harbui there the six foot tall defensive back he nearly picked it up in the air 
and took it to the house, and then he lost it and then smartly just said, I'm not going to be a hero. I'm going to fall on it, uh, give our offense a chance to punch it in, already up 33 to nothing. We cannot start a running clock in the first half. Is that no, right? No, it's, it's halftime, yeah. right? I believe that's halftime still. Yes, indeed. Thirty-three, nothing. They would put themselves in that territory if they could hold it right now. Going into halftime, if they score some kind of points here, Harnadek comes up as a tight end for as an extra blocker here as they want to run and to run along the right side off the snap into the hands of 22 Jack Hopkins there. It's a guy who hasn't seen a lot of primary time at running back, but he's more your power, gutted out, churn the clock type of runner. Quick snap, confused in what direction to go is Dylan Goff. There's a penalty flag down as he feeds that incomplete through the right side of the end zone, and that is going to bring him back again. Holdings, a block in the back has kind of plagued this Foley team in sorts, but it hasn't affected the score at all. Well, that one saved a sack, uh, undoubtedly. Miscommunication between the running back and the quarterback, and you saw Goff roll near side. Smart got outside of the pocket and just threw the ball harmlessly into the turf, but uh, the hold was called back at the uh, 22-yard line. Two wideouts left, one of the near side here. It's a pistol snap taken by Goff. He hands it off right side, second run in a row for Jack Hopkins as he's upended on the near sideline into his own bench there by Alexander Thompson. Been pretty good on both sides of the ball here today. Gains a couple up to the 20-yard line of Cabrini. It's a third and 13. Yeah, letting the clock roll a little bit, not as quick to the line of scrimmage. As I say that, here's the snap. Four wideouts aside, two men rushing in, and a strip ball into the corner, and he came up with that football into the corner. It's number two, Adam Kidder, who juggles it, and boy, they just keep bringing these weapons and showcasing them here tonight. Same thing. Jeremy, I brought this up the last time. He went up and got that ball at its high point, so nobody else can get that. You can't teach that type of stuff. It's a well-coached team, Coach Barnes has. Uh, props to, to Brian Barnes for that. So the touchdown brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. 8.49 left to play in the second quarter, 39-0, and a floating extra point is up, and just good again makes it 40 to nothing. ventures here on the Patriots. Stick with us. This is our first game of the week of this week. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Politics and religion. The CHSL you don't discuss them in mixed company. Probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great America. While the other shares the promise of the infinite. The Patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation. Faith Talk Detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And Faith Talk Detroit on FM 92.7 and AM 1500.
one lead for the home ventures here today, 40 to nothing with 8.40 left to play in the second quarter. Cabrini takes the kickoff at the 25-yard line. It's Agued who's going to spin his way up to the 32. And that is where this Cabrini offense will take over. They've had some flashes of good plays. They just haven't been able to put it all together offensively. And have just been galped upon by this Foley defense. Yeah. Or the offense, I beg your pardon, as well. Defense really gets after you as well. I mean, here's an opportunity, forcing the quarterback outside, tip pass. As Jeremy, boy, the temperature has dropped something fierce. It uh, says 52 right now. It, it feels like uh, two. I think it was Derek Kevra on Twitter today who tweeted, we have a 18% chance, chance of snow on Sunday. Did you see that? I did not. <laughs> Derek, you know where Derek's from, by the way. Where's that? Oh, Stevenson? Hey, no, he's a Livonian boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He, he went to Churchill, but he's, he's out town. Okay, very cool. Did not know that. Yeah. Trips to the far side, one to the near for Kugelman, takes a shotgun snap, fades back, looks for a man on a little slant pass up the left side. It's Joel Corvaya who cuts across the 40, but it's incomplete. It's third and 10. Just off now. Jeremy, this is what we talked about in the pregame show is, you know, unfortunately when it starts to go downhill, it, it just, you know, some things that were working earlier don't work as well. 8.32 left on that frozen clock. Here in the second quarter, they send trips to the right. He looks that direction, takes a snap, fading, fading, has a man downfield. Did he make that catch? Trying to keep one foot in bounds yes. at the 49-yard line. That's a really nice job on the far side by Owen Tomzik. He's been involved with some heady offensive plays here today for a first down. Well, that's great patience by the quarterback as well. Give him credit, Kugelman. You know, being pressured, kind of stopped and delivered, knowing full well he was going to take a shot, but delivered it on time in a first down all the way up to the 49-yard line. Just shy of Bishop Foley territory here. They tell the clock to run here. 8.20 left to play in this Second quarter, 40-0 Ventures. Kugelman has it. Backs up to the 40-yard line. Still dropping back. In some trouble. Just heaves it up in the air. One of his linemen the closest to that, but it's picked off by Foley. And they got room to go along that far side and into the end zone here again is Adam Kidder, this time on the defensive side. They were trying to set up, like, the, the longest delayed screen I've ever seen. And Kidder just kind of laid back, you know, I, I, Jeremy, like a safety should, and watched everything play out before him and then just jump when the time was right, and it was easy into the end zone. 7.59 left on that stop clock here in the second quarter. It's now 46 nothing in favor of Bishop Foley. Trying to cruise their way to a 3-0 start to this weird season. I'm just glad there is a season. You know, I mean, it's it's good, bad, and different. No, it's all good. They rush three or four to try to block this kick again. They've already done that once today, but delivering is Lance Croy as he kicks that one a little bit deeper than the last few. Extra point is good, 47 nothing. 
in favor of Bishop Foley here, thanks to another Siena Heights University score. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. In case you're wondering, the clock does not uh, go on that automatic run until the second half. You have to be up by 35 or more, and the uh, running clock does not start until the second half. 47-0 now out here at Bishop Foley Catholic. Thankfully, Jeremy, you told me on your way here that I was okay to go down the one-way street because if <laughs> you, you were, didn't yeah. tell me that, I would have been terrified. <laughs> I might have gone Duke boys in my uh, my big truck, right? <laughs> this kickoff barreling to the 25-yard line. That's through the hands of the Cabrini player, Boy, David Agid. Is able to jump on top of it in the end. They couldn't get it. They couldn't get it controlled down there, Jeremy. You had three guys kind of laying all over it, and the ball started squirting. And at the very end, a couple of uh, Bishop Foley players uh, jumped in the pile as well. But uh, as you mentioned, Agid uh, did a good job holding on to that. Yeah. So they're working on the road here, is what Sean is referring to. I was on the phone when I was unfolding this i ended up going through the neighborhood because well i can't turn down here you're this such is. a good lad <laughs> and then you know i i risk my life and then i and make you. it okay for you to, I, to come I, down. I listen i appreciate that don't get me wrong i don't mind getting up on my monster truck and driving over things but uh today uh no i didn't have to do that so that's a good thing timeout burned on the field here it looks like by cabrini let's check some scores and your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Looks like Rochester Adams has a tight lead over Seaholm, 9-7. Adams will receive the second-half kick when that game resumes again. Gibraltar Carlson with a 21-7 lead over the Trenton Trojans at halftime. Good game between West Bloomfield and Clarkston here tonight. That's tied 7-7 with six minutes left thanks to a... Dylan Tatum jet sweep score from seven yards out. It's courtesy That's of Jared monster Purcell. battle. Good game, certainly. Going on around the states. We'll try to keep you updated on those as the night goes on. Did I hear correctly that uh, your, your Cubbies lost? Looks like a tight one-point loss. Seven to six. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. First Lake Orion. They're now one and two. Lost to Country Day. Lost to... Lake Orion after a pretty decent week one win. Now they have Loyola next week. That'll be an interesting matchup. Loyola trying to make their way back at the top of the D7s and D8 ranks down there. That's actually the last playoff win, I believe, that Foley has had. Play restarted here. Left side handoff. They look to go to Derek Ballas, and he's bottled up behind the line of scrimmage as this moves all the way back to the 16-yard line. It's second and 15. Sophomore Jack Hopkins just blew that up. He plays a lot bigger than 5'11", 185, coming back from that linebacker spot. Just blew that up for a loss of five. Second and 15, Kugelman has the snap, fades to his right on a short pass. They're going to gain all that yardage back on a curving ball into the hands of Owen Tomzik. It seems like every time he has the ball, they're into positive yardage, but he's a guy who plays both ways, as a lot of these Cabrini targets do, so it's not like they can throw it to him every time. 
Third and 10, 6.52 left to play in the second quarter. 47-0 Ventures. Kugelman has it in the pistol. Back to throw. It is low as his intended target looking to slide at the 30-yard line. He was above the stick, so that would have been a first down, but through the hands again of 20, Owen Tomsick, the 5'11", 140-pound sophomore, incomplete. Make it fourth and 10 now, and they'll have to punt it away. Clock stop, 6.41 to go here in this 47-0 game. Didn't start out this way, uh, but boy, when it started running, it started running downhill very, very quickly. Big booming punt. And just below the light towers there is it's going to be fair caught at the 49-yard line by Bishop Foley just inside Cabrini territory. So they'll take it again with 6.35 left to play in the second quarter. 47-0 the lead for the home ventures here today. They've got wins over Lutheran North, 48-29 to in week one. And Lake Odessa Lakewood, 21-6. Both teams a little bit bigger in terms of school size. We'll travel to Liggett next week, and then Riverview gave her Richard and Madison Heights Madison. That'll be a good good matchup. I, I like that uh, Gabriel Richard team. Yeah, that's what'd a, you see out of them last week? I, I think you know, again, you got a guy that's been down there for a few years now and you you've watched them improve year after year after year, kinda like what we're seeing here tonight. And uh, that that should be a good matchup between uh, two good coaches that really have done a good job of implementing their system into their respective schools. First down handoff, and the Ventures are going to gain five yards on it. Haven't had to really move in small chunks so far here today. They've been giving it lately to Jack Hopkins, a guy who's made his stamp on the defensive side, certainly, but he's also the guy that... Uh, Sends old Bessie out there early here in the, the first half, right? Yeah. Milk away. Third down and eight to go. 5.51 to still play here in the first half. Did Bessie come out at all the last two weeks when I wasn't with you guys? Um, no. You know, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. A little bit last week, though, right? A little bit last week? Yeah, I think we maybe saw a little milk into the clock last week. That pass falls incomplete. Fourth and eight. But the clock stopped at 533. It's a 47-to-nothing game in favor of the home ventures here tonight. And they will punt it away from their own 48-yard line. Low bobbling snap. And they'll look to keep it on the ground to oh the outside. Goodness. They might gain this first down. And he does just that. Stays and bounds at the 35-yard line and push forward to the 31 as your quarterback, Dylan Goff. No surprise that he is punting because both QBs do that. He made a play that wasn't expected. That was not a fake. Don't, uh, don't no. take it for what it was. It was a bobbling snap. Hopped in about two times. He took it like a shortstop and zoomed to the right side of the field for the first down up to the 33-yard line. And it looks like another Cabrini man down. He is right in front of the Bishop Foley bench here. Yeah. Reaching for his uh, 
thigh. That I can see. There's no diagnosis uh, necessary there. He's kind of grabbing his thigh, now pointing down towards his knee. Oh, you, you just hope that that isn't the case. Uh, that is, uh, Jeremy, not only excruciating pain, uh, but it's the whole idea of having to rehab it and everything. Uh, they're, they're certainly feeling his knee right now. Let's hope the young man's okay. Well, Lions Catholic Credit Union has everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, and a great mobile app as well. Lions Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The Credit Union champions education through scholarships and extensive financial literacy programs. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can join easily online in just minutes. Go do it right now. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League, finally insured by the NCUA. 47 to nothing is the lead for the Bishop Bowley Ventures here. 520 left to play in this first half. They have freshly gained a first down on a fourth and long, fourth and 11. As the long snap skipped in to the punter, quarterback, defensive back, everything is Dylan Goff. He alertly took it just because everything was kind of collapsing around him to the right side for a first down. And the Cabrini man is down around that marker at the 38 or so. They are still attending to him here. He made an incredible juke move. Uh, Jeremy kind of held the ball out, uh, you know, almost like he was he was going to pass a basketball. And he held the ball out and then juked the other way, and, and the defender bit. And uh, there he is. He's getting up on his feet right now. I, I, I don't want to say the number because I don't know for sure. Uh, we'll wait till he turns around. Uh, it was indeed 27, David Agged. Uh, the senior wing back and corner. So Bishop Foley will retain possession with a first down at the 32-yard line. Right around there, they haven't officially get put the, down the football. Get yet. the bench out and the overalls and milk the next five minutes and 20 seconds. Well, here's a quote that I wrote down from Brian Barnes. He says, like every coach in the state, it feels like we're behind in scrambling each week. <laughs> it doesn't look like that right no, now. No, not at and all. And he's beaten some good teams. I mean, yeah. any coach at this point feels scrambled. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know. So we're, we're poking fun a little bit, and, you know, we're not saying Brian Barnes is saying anything that's not true, but. His team looks primed and ready for a run already here in week three in a shortened season. Scrambling behind the line of scrimmage there are the Monarchs as they converge for a two-yard loss. It's second and 12. This Bishop Foley team moving slower than they have all game, just trying to wind down this clock. Jackson Zider, we haven't seen him uh, in a couple possessions. He's been on the sidelines. I can see him right now at the 30-yard line just kind of standing there watching by. I wouldn't do anything serious with him no. at all in this no game reason. going forward. No reason. He is a joy to watch, folks. I mean, electricity when he has the ball. 
I'm going to be keeping my eye on that young man for sure. Dylan Goff got his way back to the line of scrimmage here. It's third down and 10. As they sub out some more personnel. New bodies checking in at this point. Cooper Harvey is back out there. He's made a couple plays tonight. It's a guy they likely throw to on third down. They'll get it to him on a screen to the right. He looked a little confused out there on what the play call might be as he tried to curl to the near sideline in front of his own bench at the 30-yard line. And now it's fourth and 10 with the clock stopped again at 354. Well, you got a quarterback out there, Jeremy. You can you can play trickeration if you choose. I mean, you're up 47 nothing. You can go for it. Or you can have your quarterback stand back and pooch punt it, but they're going to call a timeout to discuss it. As they do that, we'll step aside as well. 47 nothing. the lead for Foley here on the Patriots. Stick with us. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Patriot 47 to 0 is the lead for the Ventures. 354 left in this first half of action. And yeah. they're going to go for a extra long field goal here. Yeah, this is going to be boy about a 48-yard attempt. Fourth down and 10 and Oh wow. So they went into a field goal like formation. They punted it and this one is going to go down to the one yard line. You gotta be kidding me. Downing it over there is Angelo Costanza. Maybe practicing something they'll use again. That's a heck of a punt. You know, it got that sideways uh, roll as well, Jeremy. Just a great job uh, by Lance Croy, the Thank junior. A second-year kicker, 6'3", 195, primary soccer player. But he came to Brian Barnes last year and said, hey, can I kick? And he said, yeah, you you look pretty good out there. And he's done a decent job for them going forward and, and getting better in his second year playing football. Pinned up against their own end zone here, the Monarchs trying to dig out of that. Kugelman kept it up the left side as he took it under center. Gains three yards. That's going to buy them some space as it moves up to the seven-yard line here on the near hash. The clock still moving at 326. Yeah, just try to get something going here before uh, halftime if, if you're Cabrini. I mean, just give yourself some confidence. Keep her again. Kugelman whirling and twirling across the 10-yard line, still on his feet. And able to get himself close to that first down marker. He's still going to be a, a couple yards shy in total. It's going to be a third and call it a short three. Clock winding at 2.47 to play 
here in the first quarter. Well, we'll name our student connection player of the game post game, but I think you have a good idea who it is, and he might not see any time in yeah, the second he, half. It doesn't matter, though. <laughs> yeah, he, and he hasn't seen a whole heck of a lot of time here in the second quarter, to be honest with you. He is uh, something special, though. Jackson Zider, of course, the young man that we're talking about. Done a little bit of everything here tonight. Another designed run for Ryan Kugelman. As he gets a first down, the first in a while here for the Monarchs. First down and 10, 214. Still left to play in this first half of action. High snap. Kugelman handles it fine, though. Looks to throw on the far side. Has a couple men in that direction. One stretches out sky high to try to get that one. It's Alexander Thompson well over his head, though, as it bounces past the first down marker. That's set at around the 22. The ball escaped into the Cabrini bench right over by Brian O'Bricky, the head coach at the 27, and it's now second and 10. 47 nothing here, Bishop Foley on top. It has been uh, just a whirlwind in every capacity, uh, Jeremy, since about uh, a couple minutes left in the first quarter. Rolling out of the pocket here, stepping up, and that one's over the intended target, and his right hand, he had a chance to make that catch, and he had some free space that's the senior wide receiver Christopher Courtright there who couldn't land that one and now it's a third and ten well definitely some miscommunication in the defensive backfield because Courtright was wide open I think the quarterback Kugelman was kind of shocked and noticed at the last second you know well how the heck did you get so wide open and he delivers that uh, on the fly and, and Courtright celebrating in the end zone right now Instead, it's a third down and 10, a minute 55 to go. If this was the second half of this venture with this score, the clock would be running. Fading back in front of the end zone. This one again over the arms of an intended target. It's Joel Corvai as he curved forward at the 22-yard line, and that's a fourth down and 10. He took a monster hit right at the goal line. He's a tough kid. He popped right back up, but... What a big hit. I, I believe it was uh, 88, Nick Hardenack, who, uh, I mean, really, really just laid into him. And they're forced to punt. Two targets back deep at the 40-yard line. That is in Cabrini territory here as they punt from the shadow of their own end zone. Wobbling ball, it's going to be let go on the far side. Angelo Costanza approaching it, but he sees it wind at a play with a minute 39 left to play. Well, this is interesting. You know, what, what, what do you do right here if you're Coach Barnes? Do you say, you know, we got great field position, let's put one more in before the half? Or do you just say, okay, boys, just go out there and play football right now, and, you know, if one breaks, it breaks. And you can't ever tell your guys not to go. I mean, that that's the one thing. But, you know, do, do you just hand the ball off a few times and go into the half at 47 nothing, and Or do you say, let's get one more. Let's, you know, hey, we've been working on this. Let's try this play here. 
substitutions all over the field. That's for sure. You got a bunch of different young men checking in for Bishop Foley. Shotgun snap for Goff. He's going to hand it off to the left side. It's Jack Hopkins who gets the call. It's been a heavy dose of Hopkins here as the score has gotten out of hand in this first half. A late flag comes down as Hopkins was bottled back uh, two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage just in front of the 40-yard line there. The minute 24 left. We'll see what the flag is here. I couldn't tell. Uh, too many too many players standing in front of the official. So now they walk our way. Personal foul against Foley. So they'll move it back 15 yards, send them all the way back into their own territory. All the way back, Jeremy, to the 44-yard line, their own 44. This on the far hash, they move left to right here in this second quarter. A minute 23 left in it. 47 nothing in favor of the Ventures. Low snap. Option pitch to the right side. It's errant, though, and rolling on that at the 42-yard line is the man that saves the day and keeps the possession here for the Ventures. That's, yeah, Harboy. Yep. Yeah, smart play. Just a, a poor snap. Jeremy hit the turf, and there are a few white jerseys around there. Just fall on the ball. Don't be a hero. Just fall on the ball, especially when you're up 47 nothing. Trips right as they send the running back to his right. Cabrini defense adjusting to that as they send Christopher Courtright to the near sideline. Rolling out is Goff. Pump fakes to the near sideline. That's going to spark its way out of bounds. And it's going to be a fourth and a mile here with under a minute left to play in this first half. I thought when the running back went in motion and then came back into the backfield. Jeremy, I thought they were setting up the draw, you know, trying to catch the defense, especially at this late juncture, because then at least you keep the clock rolling. 30.9 seconds remaining. Give them an opportunity to get the ball back. But, I mean, the way your defense is playing right now, why second guess it? Line drive, wobbling punt, going to take a big bounce at the 35-yard line. Roll back to the 20, and down there on the far hash for the Ventures as the clock will stop at 19.5 seconds to go here in the second quarter. It's been an hour and a half, first half dominated by the Ventures. 47-0 is their lead here as they will for sure have the clock running to start our second half of action. Well, coming up in the halftime report, we'll have our Mitten Mortgage Lending two-minute drill, talk about some other scores around the Catholic League, and rehash what's been a dominant half for this Bishop Foley team. First and ten, shotgun snap by Kugelman, drifts it. To the far side there, went through the arms of Alexander Thompson and dribbled into his sideline. I don't know how Kugelman avoided the sack there. I mean, there there were literally four black jerseys all around him. He 
dipped and dodged and you know nearly did a tuck and roll out there to keep that play alive and 12.6 seconds remaining let's see what uh cabrini decides to do here he's been under siege all oh, night long he sure has yeah he sure has trips to the left for kugelman he begins under center here single back behind him one wide out to the far side it's a second and ten they scrimmage from the far hash here Back to pass, doesn't have a lot of time, does deposit a short pass down at the 19-yard line, and bobbling that there is Derek Ballas, the junior who's been targeted quite a bit here today. I like what they did with that play, though, because they, they designed it like they were going to throw the screen to the left side, and then he turned around and went the other way, and there was a lineman and a receiver out there. It looked like it had potential. Unfortunately, again, he kind of short-armed it there. And his receiver really didn't have a chance to catch that ball. 7.3 seconds remaining in this first half. Kugelman again under center here. Hands it off along the left side. Curves across the 20-yard line up two yards. And that will end the first half of play. 47 to nothing is the score in favor of Bishop Foley early and often in the first quarter. Jackson Zider was the show and the story. He got this team to a comfortable lead, and they've been cruising ever since. They'll have a running clock to start the second half. More when we get back in our Catholic League Game of the Week here on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400, you can also listen to us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap News Talk, and scroll down to WDTK, the Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Mike Gallagher explains that racism is racism. There is this belief, this blind mindset that you can't exhibit any kind of racism if you're a minority. And, and it's it's it, it's nuts. It's a, it's a goofy, bizarre, out-of-body belief. It defies all common sense and all logic. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Forty-seven to nothing lead for the home Bishop Bully Ventures here today. It started fairly early in this game. It was quite the easy score off the hands of Jackson Zider for one yards. But his other scores, not so easy, but 
in a good way, right? No, he he makes them look easy. I, they should look easy, but he makes them look easy. Uh, Jeremy, I you know, I don't know what is it. Is it that speed to run away from everybody, or is it his vision? I, I'm going to go with his vision because, you know, especially I think on his interception return uh, for a touchdown, and, and we haven't got the official word on it, Jeremy and I, 103, 105, whatever. But when he stopped at about the 10-yard line, kind of looked at his surroundings just for a second, and then, ooh, just decided. And, and he went in a different gear and everything, but he's got great vision. Uh, gives himself an opportunity to make a play every time he touches the ball. And lest we forget, he was probably ticked at himself because on the second play of the game, he came out of the backfield, was wide open up the middle of the field, and, and dropped what would, have been, what would have been an easy six. So uh, he's more than made up with it since then. He is, uh, I, I can say this, Jeremy, the most exciting player that I've seen so far this year. I've, I've had a chance to see one, two, three. This is my fourth game, and he is uh, the most exciting player I've seen. Well, a big-time lead for Bishop Foley here at home on their senior day. Special day for not a lot of seniors here tonight, but that's what is going to make this team so dangerous and so good in the future is all this young talent. And Brian Bard said it. He said, hey, a lot of our guys have been, quote, in the minor leagues leading up to this point. Now they're in the big leagues and performing pretty, pretty well, aren't they? Well, isn't that what you want out of your system? And I think that's what Coach Barnes has been building. You know, you want to get yourself in that position where, all right, we got some guys that, uh, um, you know, are ready for their opportunity and they've been chomping at the bit. And here they are doing what they need to do to not only um, – stay on the field but make plays and help this team win and everything's going right right now for this bishop foley catholic team uh they are a very very dangerous team are these ventures we'll check some more scores and our lions catholic credit union scoreboard in our halftime report after this and also get to our two-minute drill sponsored by mint mortgage lending more after this on the patriots stick with us the chsl game of the week is sponsored by alliance catholic credit union and the student connection. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway. The Road Warriors return trip to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot.
The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Show continues next. Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com. Hey everyone, Matt Corvass, Senior Mortgage Banker at Mitten Mortgage Lending and Varsity Basketball Coach at Divine Child, here with our broker Chris Sabonic for this week's two-minute drill. We wanted to talk about VA loans and the great offer we currently have for our veterans. This deal is unbelievable. It's a great way for us at Mitten Mortgage Lending to thank our veterans out there. From today through Veterans Day, we are offering a half-point discount on all VA Streamline refinance loans. With this discount, most vets are receiving rates in the low 2%. Anyone currently in a VA loan looking to save money should do this refinance. It really is a great way for us to thank our veterans. These loans are super easy and super fast. And this offer comes at a great time with rates already at record lows. We are closing these VA streamlines in an average of six days. They require very little documentation since there is no appraisal needed for a VA streamline. There is no out-of-pocket costs for our vets either. That's right. No out-of-pocket costs, no income docs, no assets needed, no appraisal needed, and we're closing in an average of six days. Our veterans are saving thousands of dollars a year with this offer. It's definitely worth a quick five to ten minute conversation to see what we can do with your VA loan. To all of our vets out there, thank you again for your service. Give us a call today and we can put you in touch with one of our bankers and get your VA Streamline Refinance started today. You can reach us at 734-922-2252. That's 734-922-2252. Or you can find us online at mittenloans.com. Well, that wraps up the two-minute drill with Mitten Mortgage Lending here today. Be sure to reach out to them for your home financing needs, whether it be a refinance, a new home purchase, or just to get pre-approved for your new loan. Let the team at Mitten Mortgage Lending be on your team. You can reach out to them today at 734-922-2252 or visit mittenloans.com slash apply to get started. You can also research or read reviews on Google and Facebook. Second half getting closer and closer here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriots stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. 
Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Show continues next. This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400, you can also listen to us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap News Talk, and scroll down to WDTK, the Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Time lead for Bishop Foley here at halftime in our first game of the week of this week. Second tomorrow, it's Detroit Catholic Central and Warren D. LaSalle. Talk about that one in a little bit, but let's check some scores around the state and the league in our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Divine Child has now taken a lead on White Lake Lakeland in the third quarter. That's a 21-14 lead for the Falcons. Rochester up over West Bloomfield, 22-14 at halftime. A score to follow. Certainly throughout tonight, another game at halftime. Lutheran North up 34-12 over Liggett. Celine with a 20-7 lead over Monroe. That's at halftime. Uh, Dearborn with a 28-20 deficit over, is that Sterling High Stevenson? Livonia Stevenson, sorry. Don't you be disrespectful (laughs) like that. 28-20, Livonia Stevenson at the half. Stevenson's on top? All right, you can write that score. (laughs) Woodhaven 35, Southgate 0 at halftime. Wald Lake Western 21, Kettering 0. Also at halftime, and Novi with a 14-6 lead over Plymouth. That's at the end of the third quarter as well. Anything stand out there? No, it's you know what I mean. The interesting thing is, is um, you know, teams are starting to get their legs and everything, and the brand new season. I mean, the playoffs are going to be wild. You know, it's you and I were talking about that during the week. You know, uh, okay, so what's the schedule going to be like? Are we going to do Fridays? Are we going to do Saturdays? Right. <laughs> are we going to have a game of the week? Uh, you know, it's a week by week thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So the the first playoff game would be what the the thirtieth, thirtieth, right? right? Just yeah. before Halloween. Yeah, thirtieth, thirty first is. Presumably the two dates open to schools if, if they need to play on that Saturday as well. And it'll be interesting to see since, I mean, we're, we're starting virtually the same time that we would. We are starting the yeah. same time that we would because they've just picked up where the schedule left off in teams of week, week four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and playing these six regular season games now. But the really interesting part is we've heard rumors, and I think it was almost confirmed but not officially confirmed by the MHSA, there will be no Ford Field this year in terms of a state championship. I don't know if you've heard yeah. anything different or what yeah. you've heard. I've heard more host sites type of deal like they are for the semifinals yeah. just because of the situation we're in. Yeah, not nothing official, uh, and, and you're always very careful to point that out, so I, I certainly want to hammer that home, but uh, – the, the rumor of speculation and innuendo is out there. I, You know, Jeremy, like so many other things, this is something that just changes by the day. I mean, it literally, it just changes by the day. Who knows? Maybe the news from about three hours ago that uh, Michigan 
uh, Supreme Court said the executive orders are illegal, unconstitutional uh, with Michigan's uh, constitution. Maybe that changes things. I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I hope so. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Again, I'm not going to get on a soapbox and pontificate. But uh, I mean, you could theoretically spread out people in the upper deck and the lower deck if you wanted to still you pack could. in ten thousand sure, people into Ford Field. Sure, absolutely, you could. Absolutely, you have to live. Just, just live. It's we can all be safe and still live, right? We're we're being safe and living here, right? It'll be interesting to see what they they do in general because we're starting to see, you know, even some NFL teams allow fans in the building. Michigan has been different in terms of how many and where, and that's really limited high school crowds until next week. They were going to open it up to a thousand, but as you say, maybe the new news changes that in general. It'll be interesting to follow. It'll be interesting to see what this season looks like as we get to that point as well. We do know it's 47 nothing in favor of Bishop Foley here at halftime. The second half getting closer and closer. That's coming up next year. The Patriots stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Hugh Hewitt sees a confirmation of the next Supreme Court justice. No one is questioning her abilities, her integrity, her temperament, and the like. She's going to be confirmed, America. She's going to be confirmed. Uh, And that's going to be the story on this show from now until the time she is confirmed. And I'm sure Chairman Graham will get her through committee quickly. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway, the Road Warriors return trip to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. The second half starts next. Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the Radio.com app, Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com. Now, let's send it back to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth for the start of the second half. Forty-seven nothing here at Bishop Foley. Bishop Foley on top of visiting Cabrini. Second half action coming up momentarily. But people ask me, what is a credit union? I tell them it's the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit. And you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So, in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League. Provide scholarships for Catholic students. Offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online 
in minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com, federally insured by the NCUA. Now time for your Mint Mortgage Lending Keys to the second half. Mint Mortgage can help you land the keys to your new home. Contact them today for a pre-approval. What do you think? Don't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, don't 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 get hurt. Don't not, no reason to be a hero. No reason to be cute. Um, you know, if you're if you're um, Bishop Foley, empty empty the bench. You know, keep keep your important players on the uh, on the sidelines. Just get out of here with this W. Omi might even see Zach Johnson, the backup quarterback here in the second half. It was him and Dylan Goff who were neck and neck anyway heading into this game. And that's the interesting part about all these things right now. Certainly your teams who are the perennial powers probably have their quarterback set, maybe are looking to find their number two or number three running back, who exactly that is. But for a team like Bishop Foley, who doesn't have the luxury of, of maybe, you know, a thousand arms or a thousand guys who are, are slotted in that slot besides some of the skill players we've seen here today, they could have used the seven on sevens. They could have used the extra practice to figure out, yeah, who is our quarterback? Having graduated a guy who set records here at Bishop Foley, Dylan Goff has looked pretty good here today, but that's not to say or, or be a mark on him that we see the backup today. I think they might just want to see what they have there in yeah. the game action. No, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how much you're going to open the playbook. I mean, it's, again, a running clock situation right now with uh, the Ventures on top, 47 nothing. Let's see what Cabrini decides to do. Saw them chuck the ball around quite a bit. They may as well. Now the clock's running anyway. Brian Kugelman, the junior quarterback, is back out there. He's under center to start this. We saw that a couple times as the second half or the second quarter started to tick down. Two wide receivers assigned, one running back behind him. He sends a man in motion. We might see the sweep here. That's exactly what we see. Is it's tucked in the hands of Joel Corvaya. He's across the 40, just shy of the 45-yard line, and that's going to be really close to a first down. They're going to give it to the Monarchs here as they venture towards Bishop Foley territory here. You know what, Jeremy, the key word is give it to him because he was a yard short of that first down. <laughs> I have no other way to say that. Could we see the same play? They look for the jet across the far side. That's Owen Tomzik, and I'm actually surprised we haven't seen that until now because that's been a big part of their offense thus far. This offense that's been very simplified. Rhino Bricky calls it the COVID offense. They don't huddle anymore. They just give the signals on the sideline, and they've simplified it so much so that, you know, if guys get hurt, if they get COVID, God forbid, the three or four string guys can come in there without a sigh or any relief in terms of what they're able to do. This one bottled up behind the line at the 35-yard line. Good pursuit again by the Ventures. Tomsick didn't have a chance. They, they gave it to Tomsick in motion. He didn't have blown up. Was that Costanza? Looked like it, yeah, in the backfield. Were you a Seinfeld fan? Not so much. See, me too. Yeah. I, that, that, I think that's two of us in, in the world. Not another reason to like you. <laughs> Second and long. Back to their own 35-yard line. Ball loose on the deck. Picking it up is Kugelman. He's going to scramble and run. He's got some room. Back across the original line of scrimmage now as he trucks over a guy at the 45-yard line. 
powers his way to the 50 and finally driven down there. Boy, is this guy Ooh. gutsy, isn't he? He really is. He likes to put a lick on. And uh, Jeremy, he flat out dropped the ball and then just picked it up and took off running like, you know, you see in the backyard. But a big gainer setting up a manageable third and we'll call it four and a half. Well, Bricky called him old-fashioned, hard-nosed. He's a good athlete, good student as well. Fun to see him make a big play here. Third down and five, 8.57 left to go. Looks like an option. He's going to run it along the right side. Now curves to left. He's got a first down. Shimmy shake at the 40-yard line. Hop step his way to the 35. Some pushing and shoving behind the play and after it as well. But uh, that's the second straight first down for this Cabrini offense. Well, it's all on the feet this time of their quarterback, number 10, Ryan Kugelman, the 5'9", 170-pound junior. Running clock again inside 8.25 to go here, Jeremy. 47-0, Bishop Foley. Kugelman was under center this whole drive. Until now, he's back in the pistol. Twins to his right. A little bit of pressure. He's able to deposit a pass to the far sideline, leaping in midair at the 10. I believe that's Tomzik again. He cannot make the catch. He has made some tough diving catches. He's also been pinned across the sideline and gotten a foot in a couple times, but couldn't go through a couple ventures that time. It's incomplete. Yeah, good coverage as well. It looked like a decent throw, but, uh, you know, two guys in black out there, Jeremy, just didn't have a chance. So the clock will wind as long as we stay over the 35-point threshold here. It's a 47-0 lead right now for Bishop Foley in the third quarter. 7.39 left in it. Kugelman has the snap, rolls out right, heaves it to the near sideline, way out of play. It's going to bounce onto the track. Heaved over the intended target, Tomsic, at the 30-yard line with 15, Gus Toppy right in his grill. It's third and 10. Boy, this defense still bringing it, aren't they? They are really coming after it. Something fierce here. That combined with his offense is shown here today makes you it's say, a wow. Good team. <laughs> it's dangerous. Look out. This is a good team. And they're going to, you know, they've been tested so far this year. Luther North, a good win. Riverview Richard will be a nice test as well. Kugelman with another deep drawback, maybe looking for that screen once again. And all he can do is heave it out of bounds at the line of scrimmage there. He drifted back about 15 yards to midfield. Nothing going. It's going to be fourth and 10 from the Bishop Foley 35. They have been trying to hit that all night, and they just have not been able to convert on it. They really haven't. I mean, it good read you get that safety staying home to blow it up back there and everything but why not go for it uh, fourth and 10 on the ventures 36 yard line trips right one to the far side kugelman in the pistol here with a single back behind him that is ballas and kugelman again just going to tuck it and run here swirls his way to the 30 yard line that's still going to be a solid four yards or so shy of the first down good job by harbowie to yield him down the field and onto the turf with six minutes left. The Ventures will get it back on downs from their own 30-yard line here. Our Bowie kind of slow off the field as well as, a, a, again, Kugelman really delivered a pop. He made the tackle, but he delivered the pop. So uh, we've got uh, some changes across the board, really, uh, for Bishop Foley right now. I think Zach Johnson checked in at quarterback. Not a surprise, you're back up. 
And Barnes said as much, hey, you know, if I have to put him in at quarterback because, you know, my main guy goes down with an injury or anything like that, it doesn't uh, worry me. Here's a heave up of a ball down the near sideline. Was that caught or incomplete? Nah, he nearly came up with it. He tried to sell it. Uh, I believe that was 15, yep. Gus Toppy. He tried to sell it, but the official right on the spot said, no, sir. Toppy, a guy they're leaning on at the safety spot as well this year. Barnes says, hey, I want my safeties to play a little bit more downhill, and he really fits that mindset. Second down and 10, two wideouts aside. They scrimmage right to left here. Johnson going to take it on the ground, and he is whirled around at the line of scrimmage for no gain and maybe a loss of a half yard as they're behind the 30 there. So where are you going tomorrow night? We are going to and Catholic who is Central. We? Who is we? Brendan Johnson is with I'm me tomorrow. I'm a big fan of BJ. <laughs> is Alex Westfall going to be there too? He is, yeah. Is Brian Bolesky going to be there? He is. Oh, wow. Good what stuff. time is coverage? Coverage 630 for the Boys Bowl. I'll be listening. I'll, I'll make sure to turn that on while I'm enjoying um, a little barbecue. That's a little festering for an just hour a little one. a day. Isn't just a little one. <laughs> Screen pass left for Johnson the first time he's tried to heave the ball. It's going to be fourth and ten, or the second time, I should say. Is that escapes. The clock's still moving with the running clock scenario. 3.55 to go here in the third quarter. It's 47 nothing in favor of the Ventures, and Dylan Goff will be in to punt it away. He is relieved of QB duties, but still punting it here. And it's not a surprise... All the way around, obviously, to see Barnes take him out to begin this no. second half. But even more so, he's been dealing with shin splints all of this week. So he said, hey, look, if he wasn't our quarterback, if he was playing any other position offensively, I'd just sit him at this point on offense. You obviously can't do that with a instrumental part of what you do, at least to begin a game when you're up this big, certainly. But that's probably relieving for Barnes and for, you know, his quarterback, Dylan Goff, to get some time off. And, and Jeremy, I don't know if you've ever had them. They they aren't as simple as they sound. They hurt. I mean, shin splints hurt. Is so. there any remedy to them? No. Just kind of have to get through it. Yep. Another keeper here for Kugelman. Kugelman chucks Ball it out. behind the line there, and maybe one of his linemen jumped on it, or the running back shifting behind him there that's going to make it second down and 10 maybe if they mark it right at the line of scrimmage it looks like that's exactly where they're going to put it there yeah just everything going right here uh for the ventures this is a very good football team we've seen again jeremy them grow in, in the last couple of years and this team is really good look out to people on their schedule, you've been warned. Trips to the right, little triangle formation here for Obricki's team as they drift off on the near sideline. Kugelman going to roll and run, and he has some space as he zooms to the 50-yard line. Late hit as Don't he was like dancing on the white paint by the time that the Foley man drove him out of bounds at the 45-yard line inside Bishop Foley territory after gaining the first down. Yeah, they'll throw 15 on top of that, so this should be a first down at the 30-yard line when all is said and done. It was right about the first down stick. 
That is one of the only scenarios where the clock stops along it. with an injury. When you got the it. running clock is moving, when you have that 35 or over points advantage in a game. Right now it's 47 nothing with a buck 49 to go here in the third quarter. So it will indeed be a first down down to the 30-yard line. The official will spot it, and then they will set that clock again. Alliance Catholic Credit Union has everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, and a great mobile app. Alliance Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The Credit Union champions education through scholarships and extensive financial literacy programs. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can join online in just minutes right now. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Kugelman has the snap, drifts out right side, looking to heave it away down the field into the near corner of the end zone at the top of it, but that is over the hands of his intended target, Christopher Courtright again looming. It's second and 10 from the Bishop Foley 30-yard line here. A little frustration back behind the play as well, and it was interesting because you saw a few of the Cabrini players kind of come up and yank him away as if to say come on not now not at this juncture of the game inside a minute to go here in the third quarter now we got a timeout on the field yeah i gotta mark that ball back at the 30 yard line <laughs> always gotta make sure absolutely get that get that yard markage right the down box was drifting towards the 40 but the official said not so fast back to the 30-yard line, the chain gang on the far side of the field moving left to right here in the third quarter. 47-0 Ventures. Time under a minute. Kugelman has the snap, has time to throw. Hasn't had time to say that a lot here today. Squeaks a pass to the near sideline. Keeping a toe in is Alexander Thompson as he leans to the near sideline. He's got a first down up across the 20-yard line. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week here on WDTK Detroit. Jeremy Otto alongside... Sean Belizean to bring you the call here today. You hear what a pro my boy is here? You hear that? You don't know at home what he just did. I do. You're such a pro. Kugelman fades back, rolls right, probably the last play of the second half, going to try to take it to the pylon, barrels his way through, explodes through that top pylon, and he has the first Cabrini touchdown. The clock reads zero here in the third quarter, but he makes it 47-6. to six. Yeah, he has really done it with his feet here in the second half and in the, all in this third quarter. Some big runs, and he is fearless. He leaned that body out, got it over the pylon. So, as you mentioned, the clock will stop here uh, because it's the end of the third quarter. But when that fourth quarter starts, it'll be a running clock again unless that lead gets below 35. It's another Siena Heights University score. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Waffling extra point is up and through. That's the quarterback, Kugelman, who converts everything on that play. A couple late flags come in after, probably on Sportsman. Like, we'll check that when we get back. Big time lead for the Ventures, up 40 here at home in game three of the season on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Dennis Prager believes it's tough to deal with the irrational. When I see people jogging with a mask on, I know 
they are irrationally afraid. And that makes me afraid because I know the amount of harm irrational people can inflict upon others. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sean Hannity at 3, on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast booth for more CHSL football action. Jeremy Otto and Sean Belizean back with you here today. It's a big-time leap for the home ventures on their senior day, 47 to nothing. The venture advantage here as we scoot our way to the fourth quarter. It was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Bishop Foley. So that's going to move this kickoff into their own territory at the 45-yard line. So good luck to return this one. Yeah. Kugelman, who just recorded the touchdown and the extra point, will kick this one off. little squib kick that's going to circle its way onto the F for Bishop Foley in the right part of the end zone there and the clock will continue to run as long as it is a 35 point lead or above for this Bishop Foley team as they'll take it out on their own 20 yard line yeah, here. Those extra points are looming large right now Jeremy because yep. if uh, uh, again Cabrini finds a way to score then we go back to the regular clock but with a 40 point lead the clock will continue to roll. A missed extra point and a missed two-point conversion to try to make up for the missed extra point as well. First down and 10 as they scrimmage from their own 20-yard line. Here Johnson back out there, the backup quarterback. He throws for the third time here today. And Air Mills is intended target Lorenzo Martinez, the 5'8", 158-pound sophomore wide receiver. He was just a couple yards in front of the first down marker there, second and 10. Two wideouts aside here, and they're gonna give it to the big back again. We've been seeing him more and more, Jack Hopkins. Another sophomore, physical runner. He's the kind of guy that you look to grind out the clock with. It's a loss of a couple as that's behind the sticks, third down and 12. You know, a lot of times we, we make the crack, Jeremy, about coming out and milking the cow. I mean, right now the cow's sitting here, I mean, with the running clock. So uh, she's milking herself right now. High snap. Johnson hopped up to get it, handles wow. it well now, trying to stay on his feet and shovel it forward. Has a man there at the 30-yard line, makes the catch, scrambling to the 40, up to midfield again, and finally shoved out of bounds by the Ventures that look like Lorenzo Martinez again. How the heck did Zach Johnson get out of trouble? There were two guys converging on him, and he did the old duckaroo, just duck down and uh, jump back up and just kind of shoveled it out. A first down all the way up to the 48-yard line. 
Again, Zach Johnson and Dylan Goff, both juniors on this team, they kind of battled out in the shortened preseason that was. I mean, you had that week before the state shut down football entirely, and then you had just a couple weeks to prepare for what we're seeing right now, these games, six weeks of regular season play, and Johnson running hard now. Direct QB run. He powers it into Cabrini territory, makes him move with the 45 up to the 40, into first down, plus five more yards. He is slickery. I mean, he really is. A slickery it would be the word to describe him. <laughs> Again, it looked like he was dead to right in his own offensive backfield, and he, he got out of that and then, you know, kind of slickeried his way down the field. 8.55 left to play in this fourth quarter. 47-7 to seven is the Ventures' lead here. They send three wide receivers to the right side of the line, one to the far, Johnson in the gun. The lone running back a couple steps to his right is Ryan Cox here. Or check that, Jack Hopkins. Hopkins moves a little tighter now. And now he's going to motion him out for a screen pass. Has it and caught it and lost the football. Cabrini has it to midfield. They go. Free real estate all the way down and rumbling his way there is David Agged. And wow, what pursuit. Bishop Foley didn't give up on the play. They tackle him shy of the end zone at the five-yard line there. What a hustle play. And look at all all his teammates running over to give him some love. Was that Johnson, the quarterback? I No, I think it was Kidder. Was it Kidder? Oh, three, thank you very much. It was uh, Costanza. Costanza. Good hustle play down there to make the tackle at the six-yard line. So a score would put us under the 35-point threshold here as Cabrini... Going to sub in some of their secondary players, it looks like. 47-7, the lead for Bishop Foley right now in the fourth quarter. That will continue to wind as long as we get to that venture here. Kugelman back under center. The lone back directly behind him is Derek Ballas. Two wideouts right, one to the near side. That man in motion. We might see a sweep here with Courtright. Up the middle it goes, and Cabrini trying to power it forward. No signal from the officials. He looks to be a couple yards shy. A ball came loose, I believe. You could hear the the players on the near side yelling, ball, ball. And uh, it appears that Cabrini recovered it at the two-yard line. 6.50 remaining here in the fourth quarter. 47 to 7. Still the lead here for Bishop Foley. Back out under center in the pistol now is Kugelman. Kugelman going to keep it on the left side. Why not? He scored the first touchdown that way. Dragged down from behind. Good job to get on him quickly, knowing what was at stake there. Kidder and company were behind him. Check another score on our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. West Bloomfield has. Made it a little closer, 22-20 against Rochester late in the third quarter. And we have a timeout burned here by Cabrini as they chat things over. We'll step aside. 6-18 left to play, 47-7 in favor of Bishop Foley here in the fourth. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by 
Siena Heights University, and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The goal situation for the Monarchs. Kugelman fading back has a couple targets in the back of the end zone. Looks like 20. Owen Tomzik was his intended target, but he collided with another Monarch along the back line there, and the play is incomplete. It's now fourth and goal with five to go, and they're going to go for it here. Why not? Kugelman under center. Wide receiver in motion to the far side. Kugelman takes it up the middle. He scores, and Cabrini will stop the running clock here with 5.36 to go. They have 13 on the board. In quarter number four. Well, second rushing touchdown here for Kugelman in this second half. His fourth of the year already, yeah. too. Yeah, boy, you can see he's a, he's a tough runner. Uh, you know, nothing really fancy, just a hard runner. And So we'll uh, have that running clock with uh, 5.36 to go. I have a feeling, though, the clock will uh, continue to run because Bishop Foley, now we can head to the barn. We can get the overalls on, <laughs> yeah, right? Yep. Get old Melt Bessie out there. Oh, well, this is going to be the third consecutive 3-0 and start for Bishop Foley as the extra point is up and good, 47-14. to That's another Siena Heights University score. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. So last year, they won their first three. Then they lost their next four. Lost to Everest, Shrine, Detroit Edison, and Cardinal Mooney before defeating our Lady of the Lakes and Liggett at the end of the year. And then took on a tough, physical, Alton Pigeon Bayport Lakers squad. Lost 56-19. Brian Barnes' response to that was, hey, I don't care if you're playing another sport. Get in the weight room, fellas. We need to beef up a little bit we need to be more physical especially since we're moving up a division this year and facing the lights of Riverview Richard and this Cabrini team and Lutheran North they thought that wow you know there's going to be some even bigger bodies than we've been facing the last few years we need to get bigger absolutely continue to grow in every way 2018 they were eight and two they lost to Loyola in the pre-district the records before that, three and six, four and five, two and seven, one and eight. Before 2013, when they lost to Southfield Christian in the district final, and that was their last playoff win. So looking to get back into the win column, and if they start competing like this, it's not going to be whew, much of an issue probably yeah, once play. we get to late October playmakers on both sides of the ball make no mistake about it really really good team 
5.31 to go in a 47-14 game in favor of the home ventures of Bishop Foley. Empty in the bench. Getting more guys out there. Just looking to run off some clock here. Going to see our third quarterback. Or check that. It's still Johnson back in. He has the option pitch to his right. And turning the corner and trying to bowl through a couple more defenders is 80. Gabe Martino gave the youngster, just the 5'10 freshman out there. Good hard five yards there. Most importantly, keeps that clock running. Martino coming to Bishop Foley from Foley Family, the Wildcats. 47 to 14, five minutes to go here. They scrimmage left to right in the fourth quarter to the team of the lead here, the Ventures. Two wideouts aside, shotgun snap. Johnson scrambled at the line looking for a opening and he's slippery again moves to the 45 yard line oh. makes another move at the 35 oh. and finally plummeted down at the 30 he gained a first down plus 15 yards maybe they'll play wildcat with him he, going forward slickery right <laughs> just slickery he's he, he's got some slick moves yet he's slippery so he, he's just slickery imagine that though golf Threw it decently well here today. Zyder obviously ran it like ice today. I'm not putting words in their mouth, but if you run Wildcat once in a while, like TLSL is doing pretty effectively right now, that is a whole lot of mess if you're the team on the other end. Absolutely. And maybe it's just a pure running back position, too, at that point. I mean, he, he starts scurrying like that. Incomplete pass on the first down. They tried that little swing pass. Clock stopped with 4.10 to go here. In a game that I, I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say this, Jeremy, it's not as close as the score indicates. It, it really isn't. I mean, this has been Bishop fully dominating here tonight. Johnson, another run up the gut more off the bat. I mean, we've seen him kind of stand still on the offensive line in quite a few of these runs. Look left, look right, look for the seam, and then powered for it. He just kind of burst off the left side of the line that time to gain six. It's third and four. Short screen complete right into the hands of Costanza. Everybody getting involved and Costanza again again. Polia first down as he is brought down at the 20 yard line here on the near side. Yeah so they are just keeping the clock running Jeremy. It stopped for maybe a minute total but with that first down they're going to get a chance to eat a lot more clock, maybe even eat the rest of this game off with 3.15 to go. Scrambling back, nearly losing a handle on the ball. I think he did at the 25-yard line. Cabrini claiming that they have it, pointing do. fervently to the left side. And, yes, the white jerseys did hop on it. Maybe Christopher Courtright, the senior defensive end, was in that area. There's not a whole lot of seniors on this team. David Agid, Christopher Courtright, Antonio LaGreca, the man that leads them on the line of scrimmage. Really good snapper and defensive end as well. Goes along with Matthew Schultz and Jacob Roman. Both of these two teams fairly young coming into tonight. You know, Bricky bringing uh, his quarterback out there. He is... That looks like uh, Owen Tomczyk, guy it who's played mostly is. wide receiver tonight. Under center. 
giving Kugelman a blow. And they look to run on first down. That's Logan Van Norden, a young freshman running back who's driven back by three or four ventures there. Not an exaggeration. 2.53 left to play in the fourth. 47-14 to 14 the lead for Bishop Foley, and it's a second and nine as he gained one in forward progress. Well, a reminder to tune in tomorrow, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kick. It's the Boys Bowl here on the Patriot. Move to Saturday. Usually played on Sundays at 1, but they'll play it this year Saturday at 7. Catholic Central and De La Salle. Run along the right side. It's Van Norden who gets the call on the second straight play. Gains two more, just shy of the 30-yard line up to the 29 with 2 and 14 to go here in this game. Coach Obricky certainly looks like he just wants to run this ball, keep the clock running, and with uh, two minutes to go, no reason to get anybody hurt under these circumstances. Exchange across the far side. He's bottled up on the line of scrimmage. A buck 53 left here in the game. They're going to lose lose three or four yards. And that's back to around the original line of scrimmage at the 25-yard line here today. They're going to sub out some more bodies. Well, while they do that, time to name our Student Connection player of the game. Student Connection is uniquely designed for success, any subject, any grade, anywhere. I think it's a pretty easy choice here today, Sean. Jackson Zider, no question about it. I just explosive. I, I said it a few times already today. Let me say it one more time. If, folks, if you haven't seen him yet, make a point to see him. Uh, see him in person. It's uh, he, he is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, and we've been here a few times. There have been a lot of guys that we've seen uh, here at Bishop Foley, guys that have moved on and, you know, went to other places and everything. And, and this kid is really, really special. Cabrini punting it away to Bishop Foley. The clock stopped at 111, but it's knee time here for the Ventures on Senior Day. And it's got to feel really good to start 3-0. and And even if you look at last year, they start 3-0, and then lose their next four. This just doesn't have the feel no, of that. No, 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 no. They're too explosive. Both sides of the ball, they really are. They're, they're, uh, this is a really good team. Boy, oh, boy. I think we're going to get a couple knees here, and that'll be it. And Look forward to uh, getting back on the highway tomorrow, Jeremy, here on yes. 101.5 and AM 1400. and. Listening to your post-game, or excuse me, pre-game show at 6.30. Yes, yes, yes. Big stuff, 6.30 pre-game, Catholic Central and De La Salle. Talk about our mid-mortgage keys to the game for this game, but uh, what do you think the keys tomorrow for those two teams? Emotions, you know how it is. I mean, it's just keep, keep your emotions in check. Don't, you know... Everybody knows what it is, and they, they all think about it. And uh, Just play within yourself, you know. First knee is down, 57 seconds left to go. Bishop Foley about to seal off a 3-0 record thanks to a 47-14 victory here today. Liggett, Riverview, Gabriel Richard, possibly Madison Heights, Madison awaiting them, but you'd think they'd be competing for a potential prep bowl spot. However, that looks this year, if it's even called the prep bowl, we 
Haven't been really enlightened in terms of what will happen to that, but the Ventures pumping a few fists in the air. Their team running and jumping on each other at the 35-yard line. They got a big win on senior day and cruise to 3-0. 47-14, your final in this one. Back the Mint Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth when we get back with our post-game show here on the Patreon. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400, you can also listen to us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap News Talk, and scroll down to WDTK, the Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com politics and religion it's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them why follow their rules detroit has two radio stations that shatter them one documents the rebuilding of a great america while the other shares the promise of the infinite the patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation faith talk detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart the patriot fm 101.5 and am 1400 and faith talk detroit on fm 92.7 and am 1500 Alliance Catholic Credit Union has everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, and a great mobile app. Alliance Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The credit union champions education through scholarships and extensive financial literacy programs. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can join online in just minutes, so do it right now. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League, credibly insured by the NCUA. Big time, 47-14 victory for the Ventures here today. They move to 3-0 as Cabrini drops to 0-3. We thank everybody for listening here today. Be sure to join us at 6.30 tomorrow as we bring you the Boys Bowl for Alex Westfall, Brian Bolesky, Sean Belizia, my broadcast partner here today. I'm Jeremy Otto. We'll see you tomorrow at 6.30. Have a great night, everybody. You've been listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Siena Heights University, The Student Connection, and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Follow us on Twitter for updates and upcoming games at CHSL on WDTK. Stay tuned to FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot.